0: Geek shock. Deke shock.
1: And I'm not a hustler. I just said that. I'm telling you guys all night.
2: <laughs> and I'm this, a hustler, re- just this
1: this relentless He's a hustler, pressure. You just want you to know. You guys have on me going out and doing stuff and <laughs> how dare talking how, to how, people how dare us
0: want you to live life you and that, not be a yeah, shut in yeah fuck all of you
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird you're you're an introvert you're total introvert yet you're like a performer right and, and a, lot well, of, a, a lot of, of a lot of them are, are. well yeah. that's the whole
1: point that's the whole point because we introversion is not necessarily hating the contact it's that it's so draining yeah And you actually, human beings are social animals. And so you want the contact, but boy, is it draining. So performance is you got that unwritten contract between performer and audience, and a sense of control goes a long way to quelling a lot of anxiety and a lot of problems with those sort of things. But control is an illusion.
2: Not a lot of introverts go into improv.
4: No. no, that <laughs>
1: oh, And and for me, every single class day, every single time I ever did improv, I just... Oh, Anxiety man. levels ramped oh, up, were they? Oh, God. Dude, it's just, you know, and I was uh, doing Paul's thing that he was doing years ago. Remember when yeah. he had that thing once a week and all yeah. that? And you just drop in? And man, it's just... Dude, you wouldn't know what it... Uh, the buildup to just get in my fucking car it was work and i did i i went i went for uh i went for a couple months there before i were you
0: sitting in your car doing the camera thing i'll go i'll go i'll go go."
1: (laughs) no that was on the couch inside the house oh okay (laughs) it's it's like once i'm in
3: the car i've committed see my problem was the exact opposite i'm an extrovert total extrovert extremely extremely (laughs) extroverted he went, but, if, if
5: we could have people over every day of the week he would have
4: people, over, <laughs> every people day of the week.
3: over But here's the thing that's weird about that. I hate people and I don't care what they think. Yeah. So I true. got that competing with my extroversion. It's it's really weird. So I I also didn't like going to uh those those improv things and doing those improv recitals. cuz I was like I, I know I can do this. I just don't want to perform for you monkeys. I don't care what you think. <laughs> Right. As I'm about to perform for you monkeys. Yeah.
4: I, uh,
3: <laughs>
1: yeah it's performing is weird that way because yeah. there's so many different nuances to the personalities that go in. But, uh, you know, everybody does it for a variety of reasons. Oh, I but, do it
3: for my own amusement. Yeah. Like if I was doing stuff at Trek, I know we talk about Star Trek, everyone take a drink. Um, I just did it for my own amusement, mm-hmm. which was quite literally true during that 2002, 2003 time because I was the only one there. The place was dead. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah. Well, no, no shit. It was your own amusement. I don't think
1: any but any writers' room came up with fishing for humans because they thought it was a that
3: shit's gold. <laughs> no, no,
1: no, no. no, no. Fishing for gold. humans.
3: I had, had my magician's string and a <laughs> and a spare dollar and a lot of
2: boredom. Shit
3: <laughs> was gold.
2: Welcome <laughs> folks to Geek Shock number six hundred and eighty-five. I am Master Torgo. 80's Jeff. Commander K. Extroverted Blog, And Deb. And we're here to talk week and Geek. Full cast once again. Hooray! Back together. Weird <laughs> Illnesses Shed. Well We uh, hope. Uh,
3: we're 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 that's my lingering, co- lingering co- asthma cough. We're COVID negative.
2: That's that's the important part. Yes, but I'm the still important thing.
3: fucking tired. Of course you uh, are. Yeah. Apparently that's supposed to linger for. It a little does. Bit. It can.
0: yeah, the fatigue lingers for a couple of weeks. I yeah.
3: thought it was for just summer. garden variety tired because I'm so ancient. No, nope. no, it's just I'm tired. Yeah, that
1: you know that there you go for another. There's another hit on being old, because it's like, all right, am I feeling this because something deathly awful I'm, is happening right. or. Am I just old? <laughs> you know, it, it just, you wake up in the morning and you turn over, and that one thing goes, eh, and you're like, okay, did I sleep wrong or do I have cancer? <laughs>
3: <laughs> your, bro- your brain always goes to cancer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Extrovert or introvert? You have it a, new a, con- a new kind they've never heard of, yes. right? Bed yeah. cancer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah.
0: You got a bed-sized tumor
3: growing out God, of your thigh. Oh my yeah. God! When, <laughs> I was just laying in this
1: bed. Boy, talk about a first-world problem. <laughs>
3: <laughs> anyway, so yeah, we are uh, no longer ill. Um, I I have no one to blame for it other than Vegas. You know. Yeah. What are you gonna do? But uh, we're good now. Well,
2: Mostly. good. Relatively. That, that's good. We're You're relatively <laughs> healthy. You.
3: Oh yeah, I love the the text. Okay. There's some text message chains that go around between us, like, hey, how you feeling? Is everything okay? All right, Deb, feel better. Feel better, Deb. Hope you feel <laughs> better, Deb. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Fucking
3: crickets for Vlargy Vlarg! Well, to be fair, <laughs> to, be to be fair, fair now,
0: <laughs> We know you don't care what other people think.
3: There oh. you go.
4: Oh, exactly. My god. So <laughs> there was
0: that was that was point number one. Point but number two is you are so goddamn stubborn. There's no fucking virus that's going to kill you. Oh, so no. we knew you were eventually going to to fight that shit off. I'm going to ride this shitty life thing out to like 130. Yeah.
3: For we'll a we'll all be gone, and he'll be like, God damn it. Duct tape and spite <laughs> are going to keep me alive. No,
1: because if any of us, Jeff, have progeny, yeah. he'll be there. <laughs> he will be there. It's like, your ancestor is gone, so now it's you. (laughs) (coughs) Like the end of a certain episode of a certain series.
4: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: Check mark that for later, (laughs) Kofi members. (laughs) Uh, speaking of Kofi members, we did record the second episode of King's Dilemma, so that will be coming after a massive amount of editing. And so, it was a good one. So be, uh, be ready for that one. A surprising one. <laughs> yes. I, I wonder why it was a good one.
4: <laughs> I wonder why it was a good one. <laughs> I,
2: I will say... I didn't get fucked this time. I was all right. I, I will say that uh, this was the game where the game started to feel serious. Like like the last one we were making decisions, right, right, and so on, yeah, and, yeah. and we were affecting the, <laughs> now we we started hitting a decision where like, okay, things can can really go bad from this decision, yeah, so uh
3: so. I mean, we're jokey funny, but in the back of our heads, we're like, okay, I'm really gonna really gonna put my commit to this course of action and really think about
1: where it's gonna go. Wow, you guys are like some public officials there, me, I'm sitting there going. All right, what the fuck? How's is, it gonna
5: get me points right yeah, now? Yeah,
1: what what the fuck is Todd's angle points. here? Todd, what the fuck is he? I, thinking? I know. short term game. What is Gammon? What is his plan? I don't. Uh. When when does the betrayal mechanic kick in? Yeah, exactly, and it's just sort of like you. Know, I mean, <laughs> and when is Todd gonna be the well, betrayer? It always. I, I don't. Always. I don't know. Not to which give of always. us is gonna be the betrayer, and why is it Todd? <laughs> it was funny, Jeff. Not to give too much away, but. There, there were a lot of times where the, the course of action was obvious, but you could tell we were all like, mm-hmm. How can we get the most out of this Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> Conniving <laughs> bastards. Do I want to agree with this fucking bastard? Uh,
2: and if you're not a Kofi member and want to learn more, go to ko-fi.com slash GeekShock and uh, learn more about the tears. And uh, speaking of parts of our show that I dread, uh, we have a what's going in my mouth?
3: What's going in my mouth? I've been sitting on this one for a couple weeks. Oh, Thank that's you. gonna taste great. No, it's fine. Thank you to Brogan, Brogan, Brogan. who brought this from Scotland. Oh, I'm already Scotland. nervous. So, okay, oh, so. I'm just nervous that we've sat got... on it for a couple weeks. No, that, no, that, that was my, my joke. No, Is no, it no, it's, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Shut up. Um. We got some fries, orange cream, rich dark chocolate with a smooth fondant center. Oh come yeah. on, that Ooh. sounds amazing! Yeah, what's a not... lot
5: of these are actually really good. Yeah, hold,
3: Mike, on, hold, on, hold on,
4: hold on.
5: What's going
2: in my We've mouth? We've got scary some thing. caramel
3: wafer biscuits, Tunnocks, real milk chocolate, still original size. Yay! This is this is wonderful. Yeah, treats from Scotland. Hold on, hold this on. This is proper. The treats. glasses are
0: what's making me nervous yeah, just right Just you chill.
3: Now. <laughs> We've got a ten-pack of Tunnock's milk chocolate tea cakes. Oh come on! I this, tea was, cakes this is supposed to be good. They're good. It's a good. I'm thing. waiting for the I'm other shoe say. to drop. Hold here. on, <laughs> hold on. We've got some Berwick cockles. I'm sorry. Berwick <laughs> cockles. Barry
1: likes they
5: to look put like, cockles They in look his like Berwick pep- cockles. Like the round peppermints, but that like but not the not smooth texture. They're
3: <laughs> Berwick cockles. I like just saying Berwick cockles. Um, it's a glucose, sugar glucose syrup color are oil of peppermint.
4: Oh, it's okay.
2: peppermints, okay. like I said. Yeah, buttermints. Yeah. It's not, it's
3: not right beef gelatin. And, oh, there's a little Buckfast. Oh, God damn sure. it! The choice of Asbos
2: everywhere.
3: Ne'er-do-wells and delinquents. As-bows? Buckfast? It's an uh, antisocial... I feel like we should have oh.
5: refrigerated it.
3: No, it's fine. It's made by the <laughs> Benedictine monks of Buckfast Abbey. It's caffeinated wine. I brought this to the show from... Scotland. When I went in, what twenty ten? Twenty ten. And and we we brought it to the Ugly Couch Show, yeah. pre geek shock. Pre geek shock. Oh fuck! It was before twenty ten. wasn't
2: Yeah. Well, no, it was twenty
5: twenty. So you guys were doing geek shock already, oh, okay. but you were still doing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're
2: still we still the, the last vestiges of the video show. Yeah. 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 Um, well, now how's that editing going, it? Jeff?
1: Is that almost done?
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Now we get to enjoy it here. And I shall crack this open and pour us a little something. To
5: to be clear, it it says it's tonic wine on the bottle.
3: Okay, I thought it said toxic wine. (laughs) (laughs) Drink responsible. The UK chief medical officers recommend adults do not regularly drink more than 14 units per week. Uh, What's a unit? I will also have you know.
4: (laughs) Doesn't uh, answer.
3: (laughs) My cousin's husband, Kyle Thunder. Uh, awesome in name. in uh, in Glasgow has a, a great band called the Bucky Rage, named for Buckfast. The uh, rage that kids go into when, when they
2: drink Buckfast. too many units. That's yes. what this show needs.
3: Yes, <laughs> this is the choice of delinquents everywhere. Deb, well, I'm
2: behind you. I really wish this was refrigerated.
3: <laughs> no, 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 it's wine. It's wine. I have experienced. <laughs> bu- That's
2: a lot. I've experienced this drink with Barry on the show years ago. I don't remember the flavor. I remember my reaction.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Well, you know what? It's not chilled, so you'll oh. get more of the flavor. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. I'm just
0: surprised I, they didn't send us the haggis, too. Yeah, the really haggis am. is good. Yeah, I like yeah, it. Yeah, that it. canned
5: I, haggis, I, that berry, I liked it. It's dripping. Ew. <laughs>
1: Lick the bottle why they yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's let's not tell people what just happened so,
3: there.
5: Just just for I don't know, my brain when I see this bottle, I think old school medication.
3: Uh, that's a good thing. Yeah. To yeah. Let's let's get the sniff test. Tell me what you think.
0: Um, the it smell. does not have a good smell to it. It has a whiny smell. It's a whiny
5: smell, yeah. like a wino smell. <laughs> that's not, it's not a really whiny, whiny smell. smell. No. The I
3: choice gotta, of well, winos that hang out in the gutter outside that's a, the 7 Eleven. It, it's a, a
2: Mad Dog 2020 kind of whiny
4: smell. There you go. Uh,
3: Brogan uh, described this as
2: boggin, which is not a good
3: thing. Boggin.
0: I got to say, boggin. it smells to me like wine that has cor- been corked.
5: Yeah, like it's gotten, it's gone bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: Red wine aperitif, 99.28%. Uh, high alcohol. caffeine content, 30 milligrams. Why does it have caffeine in liters. it? Not recommended for children or pregnant.
5: That's or why they call the Bucky Rage, because it's caffeinated alcohol. Give
2: me yeah, that Just bottle. what you need. It's the, <laughs> wow. It, it's the Red Bull of drunks. Jeff's it's the four
0: <laughs> locos
3: <laughs> of uh, Scotland.
0: It's the it's the, the red fort, Bull
3: of Devon, England. Apparently. Four asbos, yeah. <laughs> four oh. asbos.
2: <laughs> okay, I, I get. Let's get this over with. Yeah. All right. Cheers to your Cheers. health, everyone. To may, your health. May it be a fantastic caffeinated show. show. I could drink this. It's like someone poured sugar packets and a hint of <laughs> an red an wine an yes. an into my red wine. Yeah. 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 It, it takes like,
5: yeah, like f- fake or chemically created sugar.
2: And as, <laughs> and as it goes on, the flavor becomes more molasses-like. You get mouth. a little
3: caramel. You get a little, little sour. Is that what you get?
2: Is that what you get, Mr. I... I... Yes, I
0: don't like caramel. It, it doesn't taste terrible, but it doesn't taste good.
5: No, it doesn't taste good.
3: There's a fizziness to it.
5: Does yeah, that, like a, it's like um, like drinking a dull soda.
3: Yeah, yeah, flat, flat coke. Flat coke. You're flat a dull coke. soda, Barry. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's not as bad as I remember, but it's still not good.
3: Oh no. Yeah, it's no. not good. It's. It should probably be chilled. I think it would be better chilled. You think? But I wanted the full <laughs> flavor. I wanted the full mm-hmm. experience mm-hmm. of someone who is down on their luck. Walking around the alleyways in Glasgow, and then finds a half-empty bottle of this in the trash and says, "Score!" That's Saturday.
2: You wanted to larp as a a a a houseless drunk. All right. I correct
0: myself. I just took a second sip. The second sip is worse.
2: Of course it is. Don't do that. You're gonna gonna love the fifth.
0: I'm not gonna go to the third. How would I get to the fifth?
2: Jeff, I want that bottle empty by the end of the show.
0: Well, you could try and, you could try a
3: fries orange
2: cream. <laughs> well,
3: you can fuck all the way off on that one. <laughs> I'm also going to try one of these fries orange creams. They sound delicious.
2: I'm, oh, it's got to be better. 100% oh, better. All the rest of
3: this stuff is good stuff. Thank yeah. you very much. And, and I, I want a and caramel d- biscuit.
2: And I will definitely indulge in that Actually, I really want one of those show. tea Here, cakes, split, too. Split,
3: but. Someone split one of these orange things with me. They're
2: very huge. You go ahead and, That's and what have a said. split. Uh, and thank you, Brogan, for uh, yes, thank <coughs> you sending this, uh, especially the good stuff—the tea cakes, the, the caramel biscuits, the the <laughs> Berwick cockles. Oh, these orange creams are fucking good. You know they are. Orange and chocolate is the bomb. Yeah,
3: that's so good. Uh, now and, I wonder what it tastes like when I washed down with Buckfast.
2: And if it's oh really,
3: wow. Interesting. I'm sure it is. Yeah, but it's more orange cream flavor than anything. The Buckfast is just kind of there. Just add sugar to it. Yeah, a little bit. Sugar and caffeine. Sugar and sugar.
2: It's good. And violence. These
5: tea cakes are like moon pies.
2: Phenomenal. But they're smaller. Again, Mm. Brogan, thank you for 80% of this.
5: Thank you (laughs) so much. Now
2: try the tea cakes with Buckfast. Shut it. God damn it. All right. So, uh, a few of you have been absent for a while. So, what geeky things did you do, did you try to do while you were ill? Breathe. We did lots, actually. COVID sucks. God, I'm so tired. It really does.
3: But fortunately, I got a lot of video game time in. A lot. (laughs) A lot. A lot of video game time in. But I couldn't really start anything big because I was so tired. I didn't have much of an attention span. So I texted you, and I know you mentioned this last show, and you got me on that
2: awful, awful game.
5: Oh, the days that he was really not feeling well? He just did that power wash simulator the whole day. It's there, completely mindless. the whole fucking day.
2: There's some catharsis in that game.
5: Yeah. Oh my god. I like the shipbreaker one way better. <laughs> it had at least storyline and content. I come a story in storyline.
2: You're building a business. Oh my
5: god. You're spraying water at a wall that then all of a sudden starts to look clean instead of dirty, it, and then it gives you a percentage of complete.
2: It's an anti coloring book. It gives you dopamine with oh, that little ding. It sure does. It's helping my brain produce drugs for me. It's it's helping to heal his mind mm-hmm. and body.
0: I, I already made the the offer to Todd, but uh, I'll make the same offer, Deb, if I have a power washer. <laughs> if you want to have him make a practical use out of that dopamine, I don't craving.
5: because he will use it on the wrong thing, and then we have to repaint the house. Well, Our trying. house is
3: like new There's yes. no dirt And if yeah. you put
5: a power washer on the
2: wall It'll wash off I'm not gonna off.
3: power No, Jeff wants us to power wash His house Yeah
2: No <laughs> You Does your house ding, Jeff start- When you power wash it?
0: Well, I have um, uh, The the spackle uh,
3: What's it yes. called? Uh, uh,
5: he meant like Does it ding when it's clean?
3: Oh, no Oh, yeah. then that's, a, that's no, no. Uh, And it. does $10 automatically get Deposited into my pocket? 100% Just like you said now, if you were to stand behind me while I was power washing your shit, and when you think something is clean enough, you go, ding, and you hand me $10. <laughs> Dude, I'm down. We'll record this. It'll be a whole thing.
0: I'm going to hold you to that.
3: Because <laughs> I have a driveway that needs to be power
4: washed. You
0: did uh, that at
3: our house in Houston. Yeah, and I drew, like, I, I answered, I was uh, an oracle and I, I, on Facebook. Oh, that's I, right. Yeah. I was like, ask me questions. And then I, and I would carve the answers in into the dirt.
5: Into the clean parts of the sidewalk with the power washer.
3: Yes. So
2: your thoughts on the game.
3: Um, I think it got old after a while. It's just constantly trying to get uh, the better and better washers. I got up to like the third one and I was like, "Ugh, this is just too much. I quit right around the big treehouse. The big treehouse is just too much. I was like, I don't want to go through
2: all this. And You're I further just, than I am. Jesus, really?
3: Really? Torgo's okay. over here dying, by the way. You know what? You should wash that shit down with some book fans. I've got some water right here. I'll oh, just that's Whatever. not water. That's not water. That is not water. Um, but I That's stopped- a cardiologist appointment in your near future. <laughs> I stopped playing that game because I had just come off of my XCOM 2 binge, which I won. Um, thank you very much, Kingvald, for being the star of that show. I named all my characters. Did I end up emotions. dying? Oh, you fucking! Die- uh, you you! Oh, you died. A lot of people died. I was, right, but then but I, I made it died. a long time. You did make it a long time, and then and then I reset, and the the last mission because I, I I had a total party kill, and uh, then I won because thanks to King Ball. I just played it a little differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Jeff died like first, then I died, and then you know, you lived, you lived. <sighs> Unfortunately, Torgo lived. Ozzy like Matt cockroach. lived for a while, Aussie too. Ozzy Matt lived for a while, yeah. Kingvald was a star. Anyway, Which so I, I really wanted to play turn-based strategy because I like turn-based strategy. I tried Empire of Sin again. I got to a certain point, and I realized this is the most that repetitive. That was the mobster one, Yeah, right? it was the mobster yeah. one, and it's the most repetitive shit ever. You can see it on Xbox Game Pass. Um, you're playing as, like, Al Capone or something like that, and you go around and you uh, take control of the city, but the story is weak. He's super weak and it gets to a certain point where you can't possibly be beaten so you're just going through the motions and i'm like I'm, I'm done i'm done this is silly but then i tried um wasteland 3 wasteland oh wow wasteland 3 came out in 2020 obviously sequel to wasteland 2 it's a post-apocalyptic thing you're And you go around in Colorado Springs and Denver and just Colorado in general, and you bring order to chaos. Um, And it's like XCOM. It's that same type of stuff where you upgrade your weapons and your armor and you outfit your people with stuff and you heal them. It's it's a hard game, man, and it is unforgiving. But it's scratching that itch for real-time strategy. And you get
5: to you end up with like cats and dogs as part of your crew and they
0: can oh, like attack it. things. Oh my Mass god, it's hysteria.
3: it's so silly. Uh, you get you get a couple people with animal handling. It's the easiest thing to get. And uh, you befriend a cat, befriend a dog, befriend a cyborg chicken, befriend a parrot that curses a lot. It's funny. Um and then all six of your people on your team have animals, and these animals are just killing things for you. It's just ridiculous. It's it's kind of a, it's a fun game. I recommend it if it's uh, if you get Xbox Game Pass, just download the thing. It's try it out for a little bit. Put like a couple hours into it. You will have fun. But hope- it, it save often. It is fucking unforgiving.
2: I was a massive fan of the very first wasteland. I never played any of. it. Came out in 85, 86, yeah. somewhere around there. Commodore sixty four. I was oh. playing it on. It was uh, somewhere a mixture between Ultima and uh, Bard's Tale. Kind of uh, that style game. But uh, post-apocalyptic, and it really broke a lot of ground for its time. And it's kind of exciting to see that not only someone took the mantle in the modern game sense, but has done well enough to do uh, not only part two, but part three.
3: Yeah, and I was looking for a a successor to XCOM, because I don't know if they're even planning to make an XCOM 3 right now. I I looked online, the developer said, yeah, we have no plans right now. Uh, And something's got to fill that gap. And XCom the king. The king. It, everything's going to be well, compared to that.
2: Well, the person that developed XCom, XCom Two, the modern ones, uh, went on to do uh, Midnight Suns, Marvel's Midnight Suns. I know, and I haven't played that yet because I just didn't want to spend any money this weekend. Which, again, in my opinion, still the best game I've played in one or two years. <sighs> yeah, I it know. is fantastic.
3: Kind of waiting for it to game for Game Pass because I'm trying to. Be good about spending money.
2: It didn't do very well. It deserved to do better, so I wouldn't be surprised if it ends up there. Oh, I hope so. That is not the only
3: game I played. I also played this other silly game, which you can only play for a little while, and and you're like, all right, let's put this down for a bit. But it's fun Loop Hero.
2: Tell me about Loop Hero. You you, you, uh, tried to get me into that.
3: I did. It's an endless RPG developed by a Russian studio, Four Quarters, and published by Devolver Digital. I got it on Xbox Game Pass for free. It's from 2021. The game takes place in a randomly generated world where your player changes the world by placing cards instead of directly controlling the character. You have no control over it. So you start, and it's a loop. You just go in a loop. That's it. You walk to the campfire. You walk all the way around this path. You occasionally fight a couple slimes, and then you're back at the campfire. That's it. Now, every time you fight something, you get some cards. You can either improve your armor or your weapon or some shit like that. Uh, Or you can not do it and then just collect enough to where you're getting resources from those things. Or you lay down a card that changes the world. You can, instead of walking down a regular wasteland path, you can walk down through a crypt or a forest. Or walk past a vampire's mansion. Or build up mountains and shit on the outside that get you more points. And eventually you build up your character enough and then there's a guy to fight at the end. And then... you have to do this a bunch, a bunch of times to get enough resources to build things further. So it's a constant building game. Um, it's it's fun. It's a fun game. You don't control the character. You only control the cards and the armor and stuff that the character has. And you just go in a loop fighting monsters.
2: Okay, I'm intrigued. Yeah, give it a shot.
3: Just give it a shot. It might not be your cup of tea. It's mine. Because especially if you're sick and you don't want to put a lot of brain effort into anything.
5: It was weird watching him play because the battle scenes you just, you're watching. Like, okay. it's just happening Actually, based been, on the cards that you played.
1: I've been kind of intrigued by concepts like that. Like, I know for a lot of people playing, you know, football simulators or something, they want to be the players and stuff. But I've often thought about, you know. You just want to be the manager. It'd be fun to be the coach. You design some plays and you train some stuff. And then you send them out and have them play the game and you see what happens. Or a general, That's this. You know, well, exactly. That's what this kind of sound. and the title again, Loop Hero. Loop Hero.
2: And I think most of the sports games have that mode, right? That you can coach mode. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I think Madden does have like a
0: coach mode now. I'm pretty sure um, the baseball game does. Show yeah. the show. That one does. Yeah, I, I was just going to say show.
3: Interesting. Baseball.
1: <laughs> That's funny. That's funny to talk. <laughs>
3: I played a couple other little games where they're not worth mentioning. No, those, I, I, I just dug through Game Pass and I said, all right, what's good? What might I like? What not? And uh, those are the two standouts for me. All
2: right. Deb, how did you uh, treat your forced downtime?
5: So I did do some video games too. Um, Barry and I actually played quite a bit of... We're tr- continuing playing Tiny Tina's.
3: Played the shit out of that.
5: Um, But, oh my <laughs> fucking oh God. Oh my God. It keeps crashing. Really? Oh my God. So... And I looked it up and apparently it's a thing, but we can't tell if it's because we have an older Xbox, right? We have an Xbox One S series. Is it an S? I don't or know. Is it just a straight? Like, I don't know. Anyway, it's older. It's not, you know, top of the line brand new anyway. Um, but anytime time both of us would go into the menu to like check equipment or level, it would crash. Get out of here. Every fucking time. It, to the point where we just started like one person at a time would go into the menu. Don't go into the menu if the other person's in the menu. Wow. You have to
2: wait. Super aggravating. Oh
5: my god! So, but I mean, I, I'm really enjoying the game. It is. It's Borderlands. It's straight Borderlands with D and D, yeah. and I love it. D and D jokes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the crashing thing was getting a little old.
2: Uh, yeah, I imagine.
5: Yeah, because it's not fast either. It stalls, freezes screen, then crashes closed. Then you have to reload the entire game. Which oh, the is not... worst
3: is when you're jumping on something where you don't want to fall off, and it delays for a
2: second. Yeah, that's been falling. happening
5: because you can't play because we play we're playing split screen, okay, right? So sure. we're playing on the same Xbox. Couch go up. Yes, and so that takes
2: a little extra. Yeah, it does power.
3: Yeah, <coughs> the worst is like we can't quite see everything very clearly, so we gotta like squint and look at the screen. Like, is that a plus or a mo-? what is that? Yeah, for Couch,
5: some of go the go weapon and stuff and the the like. Amulets and shit that you can wear, but yeah. It's but it's fun. Overall, it's fun. It's just I'm tired of the crashing. Oh I'm no. Um and then I did when I was not really feeling well, I was still playing some Darkest Dungeon. I am still playing that, but um I had my first all level five party wipe. Just Ooh. and I just fucking quit. yeah I was that's, like, I'm done. Yeah. No. I had just geared a lot of them out. I had just leveled them up, paid to have them trained um they were like my highest level players at the time and i went out on a they should have been fine it was like a level three hard, you know like long yeah no all four of them fucking died the
2: game's brutal
5: oh my god i could it wouldn't even let me try to escape i tried once i got down to two i every turn i just tried escaping and it wouldn't let me and so then like their shit got they got um what was um bad why am i blanking the morale yeah essentially The bar would just kept going up when I tried to escape and I couldn't. And so they would freak out, essentially. And yeah, so it was just, I was so mad.
2: (laughs) Panic and madness is an issue in that game.
5: So mad. But then I did get to catch up on a lot of TV that I have Uh been meaning to watch. I watched all three seasons of Sanditon. And Sanditon is the unfinished final novel of Jane Austen. Oh. So it is a period drama, which is my favorite thing in the world. Yeah. <laughs> and
2: <laughs> Sanditon.
5: Sanditon. I
2: don't even know how to spell that. Sand- Sanditon.
5: Yes.
3: Sanditon.
5: So, essentially, it's about it takes I mean it's Jane Austen time period, so same-ish time period as the rest of her novels. Um and it takes place in a small ocean town that they're trying this uh, lord and a couple of other um, like lords and ladies are trying to make into a resort destination seaside town like Bath is really the only one in that's big in England they're trying to make a competitor to Bath type thing and I really enjoyed it I will say however you I, I'm I haven't heard anything about you know the overall thing of this book um, and how far Jane Austen actually got into it before she passed and because they did you know, they carried on what they thought her story would be and then they added some to it, obviously. I felt like the very first season probably was the book. Oh. And then season two, eh, it was okay. It gave it it scratched the itch for parody dramas and things that I like to watch. Um season three, they just aired. They just aired the finale yesterday, actually. Um I really enjoyed season three too. Oh wow. But yeah. So you know what was- I
3: enjoyed? The fact that every t- I would be playing games in the library and then she'd be in the living room <laughs> watching Sanditon. And every time I walk out, it was a dance. It was some there was some there was, it was like a some kind of ball a ball or dance. whatever. Yes. I'm like, oh, look, they're dancing again. What a fucking surprise.
2: You enjoy that without me.
5: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. But yeah, good. all these
3: people
2: do is dance. Well, that's a good life.
5: They are, you know, not working class. They don't have anything better to do, and that's how they socialize and meet people and get married.
2: If I didn't have to work, I'd probably do a bit more dancing. <laughs> you could dance for work. Really? You think I could? Do you- I,
3: I, I think you could. I'll give you a dollar. You go out on the street and have a dance <laughs> in I might traffic.
2: Take, I might take you up on that.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, always dancing in that show. I just want that dollar.
5: And Well, I did watch some other types of things, so I did actually get to watch uh, Lockwood & Company. Which is, it's had its first season on Netflix. And I didn't know, um, but it's based on a book series written by Jonathan Stroud, who is the author who wrote the Bartimaeus trilogy, which is the namesake for Our Cat. Right. So I love the Bartimaeus trilogy. Um, I think it's done very well. You can definitely tell he writes, because this other series, Lockwood and Company, or Lockwood and Co., is definitely more like uh, young adult, teenage, young 20s level, because it's not kids' kids. Um,
2: but still plenty of love triangles.
5: No, because this one, oh. actually. So it's interesting. It It's young adult enough that for a show, I'm like, it keeps my attention. But every once in a while, you know, they throw in the stupid like, so-and-so didn't talk to so-and-so or whatever. Ah. And it's dumb. But um, oh, I hate that. the world that they have set up in this story that he, that Jonathan Stroud has set up is is intriguing to me. So from what I get... At some point in the 19, after 1950, between 1950 and 1980, something in the world changed and ghosts are now a thing and they can actually kill you. So kids have the ability to see them and-
3: Todd's looking
2: around like he's expecting ghosts. (laughs) Well, like every word she says just like ramps it up that much harder. Yeah. So, And And when you're already guilty, I've got caffeine in me from that buck fat. <laughs>
3: would you li- Would you like a little more?
2: No.
5: But so kids have the ability to see them. And they also have... Um, some people have uh, more innate abilities that lets them like hear. Or they can see like resonance of death and that type of thing. So kids are actually hired to be the ones to capture and get rid of the ghosts. So... In that aspect,
2: sounds like that breaks laws
5: a little. but and they're not really kids. They're more like teenagers. So I think you have to be <laughs> at least thirteen. You have to be at least thirteen, and your parents have to sign off on saying this that you are allowed, and they are able to do this job. Um, but it's also a very hazardous job. again, um,
2: breaking laws. Well, I, I realize <laughs> that some states are trying to pass them now,
4: but yes, I, I,
1: this get sounds off. like an anime.
5: No, well, it takes place in England. It does. It does. It does.
1: Kids can see ghosts, and they're the only ones that can kill them. And they're so hired they, to do it. And the 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 adults hired. I mean, that is so anime. Baby Ghostbusters.
4: Yeah,
5: that's true. That is true. It airs but after
1: yeah.
3: Muppet Baby. So,
5: um, it's I don't know. The, the setup is. I intri- am intrigued, and they keep mentioning right that um, they haven't really no one that's alive now, and it takes place in current time uh, knows how it happened or what actually happened. It's just, this is the way. All of a sudden ghosts were there and it was just, and now there's a, there's a like planet wide curfew that for your safety, you cannot go out and some dangerous ghosts. And it takes place in England, right? Which has been a civilization for a very long time. And so like they, even at one point, um, so you can still take taxis at night, but they have specific locations only where you can, like, get in and get out. They're well lit. They're, like, supposed to be, you know, in a, in a not hazardous area. So, for example, lots of old parks in England, a long time ago, used to be places where they would do hangings and kill people. And so, like, there's one scene where they get in an argument and she jumps out of the taxi, like, makes the taxi driver stop and gets out. And they are at one of the oldest parks that used to be a major location for public executions. And so like they're fighting amongst each other and he's like, and you can see him, he starts like, cause she's got her back to the park and he's facing the park and they're yelling at each other. But at the same time he's prepping his weapons and trying to find like his like sulfur bombs and like the fire stuff. And she's like, what are you doing? He's like, um, well, you know I, We still need to talk about this, but there's like three phantoms and something else coming at you. We need to go right now. <laughs> you know, it's it's interesting. I am interested. Um, it's five books, so I really, I think I'm going to start, they're going to be on my to-read list, Okay. So, yeah.
4: Lockwood so and Co., and you've started- Lockwood
5: s- and Co., it's on Netflix. You watched it all. <laughs> I watched it all. It's eight episodes. Um, I would give it a shot if you are into storylines like that.
1: The premise and, really captures And me. if you're into anime. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: the ghosts, are, are are they scary?
5: Um, yeah, I mean, well, yes, they're not- They're not cheap or like childish looking. They are. They are. That was my first concern. So, like one of them in one of the the third or fourth episode does one of these things where kind of like in um, Indiana Jones and the um, Lost Ark, right, where the spirits come out of the ark and they look pleasant, but then all of a sudden their faces turn like crazy. Does the same thing except with today's digital animation and computer. So like it's very clear and crisp, and it goes very much from. Soft and pleasant to holy fuck. Oh my god, please, please let me out of here.
2: Okay, you're pulling me in. So, five books, huh?
5: Five books. Hmm. All right, Jonathan Stroud. And just a side note like I said, if you've never heard or read of the Bartimaeus trilogy, I highly recommend it. There's a reason we've named our cat after the, the trickster demon that is the star of that book series. I really enjoy it.
3: That's he one has of the name. demon <laughs> He has three names, and we know. <laughs> It is full honorific. Anything else we, that we know? And we know. before we no. start this thing. Well, no. the, that movie we watched yesterday <laughs> was it yesterday? The, one with the portable door. Oh, how'd you forget about the portable well, door?
5: Well, I've talked about a lot of things. Um, there's another book series that is out. That is three books that I'm also going to add. I, th- I thought
3: it was more than three. Uh, I'm pretty sure more than, more than three. Two.
5: <laughs> okay, but it's called the first one is the portable door. Um, it was written in 2003, and they just made a movie. Um, that I think we watched on the MGM network.
3: Yeah, we got the we tried the MGM Plus trial on uh, on Amazon. Of
5: Amazon. For I those really that
0: don't know, it used to be Epics, and ah. they just rebranded uh, okay. it when uh, Amazon bought MGM. Can't keep but track it's starring, anymore. yeah, it's so starring
5: uh, Patrick Gibson, Sophie Wilde, Sam Neill, and Christoph Waltz.
2: Oh, I love that. It cast was. List. I yeah.
5: re- we really enjoyed it, and it definitely it is also you can tell probably a she young adult, a little younger, yeah. Um, but. They still, you know, it's older, young adult, more probably like early 20s, aimed time age group.
3: Big surprise. It's about a freaking portable door. But there's like a magic, magic-y kind of society or company that controls intuition or, um, or like coincidences? Coincidences.
5: They pretty much, they set up coincidence, coincidences that drive like complete tr- direction changes in people's lives. So this one coincidence, you happen to be sitting in a park and at the exact same moment that you are reading this this passage in this book about someone falling into a fountain, this gentleman falls into the fountain and you look up and you starts a conversation and lo and behold, they end up getting married.
3: Oh, Miranda Otto's in it too.
5: But it's interesting. It's, I, I, we really enjoyed it. It's a good movie.
3: Yeah. Okay. It's fun. Portable door.
5: And Sam Neill, it is very funny, the character he plays, because I've never really seen him in a role like this. I'm not going to tell you because it kind of gives away something that's revealed later. But he's like he's, weird and jerky and like not really like a confident. He's like, it's weird to see Samuel play a character like that. I'm just like, I he's moving around a lot right now and like behind the, the man who's trying to be stern and da da da, da and Yeah, right, it was just weird.
4: You, you,
2: you think you'd be used to that since you <laughs> live with a weird jerk, but that's all right.
5: Yeah, that's true.
1: Eat it.
2: Jeff, what'd you do this week? Um gosh that's
0: a tough one all uh, right then I didn't, all yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get to do a lot but i will mention because i think we're going to be talking about later I there will be the, a
2: kofi discussion yes uh it's been a while since we had a spoiler talk we're going to do a spoiler talk on picard season three be yeah. ready for that that's what he's
0: referring uh, to. i watched the finale and it was really 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 good It was really good. I think one of the best hours of TV I've seen in quite a
3: long
5: time. And then we're going to talk about the
4: rest of it later.
0: Yeah. Uh, It's funny because Darren and I tried to get tickets to the IMAX screening of the final two episodes out in L.A. And we're like, oh, they just went on sale and they're sold out. Ah, So missed out on that opportunity. But uh, right, Andy, what else you do? Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah. no, that's that, that was kind of the highlight of my week. That was a really, really fun
2: That's a hell of a piece of television Satis- if it's the highlight of your week.
0: Satisfying ending to the third and final season of Picard. But we'll save that
3: for
2: uh after. yes.
0: We'll save that for later. But that's that's the main thing. So All I right. will I will turn it over to All
2: who right. else Well, is I'll, I'll I'll jump right in real quick. We're gonna go into Clockwork Torgo for my segment. Uh, but before we do, uh, I. During when I went to the uh, game auction, I was able to get a bunch of uh, boxes of the Legendary Encounters deck building game, uh, particularly the Alien and Alien Expansion and the Predator game. So I broke out the Alien box uh, because that particular deck builder is known for being soloable. It is a single-player game. Hmm. So I thought I would put that to the test. Now, uh, be aware of any legendary game that you play. Uh, setup will take a half hour to an hour long, uh, especially the first time you break out that box because they, those cards are in there willy-nilly. <laughs> there, 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 there is no rhyme or reason. I... I was even wondering if I got all the cards, and it turns out I did, but I don't know how they did it. This story sounds really familiar. Is yeah. it one of those games where in this scenario, to... you
3: have to use cards 1, 3, yeah. 8, 14, and 25 and put them together in a deck, that type of thing? Uh,
2: you have to put character cards with character cards and so on, all that, and scenarios with scenarios, and it's like somebody played 52 card pickup and then wrapped them all up in cellophane.
0: Yeah, that's right. Like yeah, that. we did talk about it like after we were done recording yeah. last week. Yeah, it like Gloomhaven. Uh, No, no. those are
5: at least organized. He's talking about like they come from the factory, not organized. Like,
0: like for example, if you had Alien, Aliens and Alien 3, part of Alien would be in one wrap with whatever thing that you also bought with that? No, nope, oh, that's, that's wrapped
2: just, together. Jeff, that's way more organized.
0: Oh, that's... Okay, so even <laughs> that's more... That's just aggravating, yeah. okay. It, it, so he had to sort out all this shit.
2: It took me about a half hour just to get the cards sorted so I could start getting the game set up. But I eventually did, and that game is... At least the Alien version, and, and from what I've read, the Alien version is one of the best-designed legendary games out there. Uh was a prime experience i had a fantastic time soloing a deck building game and it's uh, kudos to the design on it uh particularly in that because i only played the alien scenario the very first game the nostromo the original ripley the original alien in the 70s and it's you go through three objectives that followed the movie and they do a really good job of Turning these cards into a very specific game format that Legendary is into feeling like you are doing the objectives from Alien. Like the, the final part of the objective is having to set up an air, the airlock. The Alien has to be knocked to that airlock, and you have to do pay certain points and and hit a certain damage level only if the Alien is on that space. And once the alien leaves that space, you have to get it back on that space somehow. And that was just the third objective. Everything leading up to it did a really good job of feeling like Alien. And it plays like your regular deck building game where you are. Some cards pay for new cards and some cards are damage cards. And what Legendary does uh, really well, and for all versions I've played, which frankly are only two, Marvel and this one, is it is unrelentingly Difficult. The march toward death is constant. I lost this game. I lost at the very end of it. Good. And I realized halfway through that I was playing it wrong, giving myself an unfair advantage. Still lost.
3: Wow. Geez, wow. Oh. that's weird. So at what point during this solo game did you house rule a traitor mechanic and <laughs> betray yourself?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Did not, Uh, although uh, there is a variation of this game where uh, if you are killed, you then are now alien and work against the players. So there is a potential trader mechanic to this game. Well, solo—that's
3: not bad though, because at least, uh, you know solo, bad, though, at least it, it eliminates the idea of player elimination, yes. where you just gotta sit there and stare at everyone playing.
2: Exactly. When you lose, I you gain that. a alien deck to play from.
3: And and in in Todd's case,
1: that gives him a reason to just go running headfirst into aliens. Yes.
2: <laughs> and I'm always fascinated by soloing games, uh, board games. Uh, uh, I'm impressed when they can create a rule set that is still fun by yourself in a game. And so I like to test those out. Uh, Nemesis was Fantastic Solo, and this was also Fantastic Solo. Funny, they're both based on the Alien franchise. Mm. Uh, So uh, if you've ever considered the Legendary game as a solo game, yeah, thumbs up. At least this version. I haven't tried the other ones yet, but. I'm sure I will. I just have to get over the absolute trauma of trying to set up the Predator 1 after this one. So, so thumbs up.
3: Maybe it won't be as bad. I have a question for the monkeys regarding that. And for you guys for probably you have to think about it. What board game requires
2: is the most aggravating to set up? The most aggravating to set up of I would put a vote in for Gloomhaven. Gloomhaven's pretty bad. It's, it's a, it's, I, I enjoy the admin of, of it overall, but the setup is an endeavor
1: every time. Well, maybe it's because you do it, but
2: uh, I you, like, you, you don't. Yeah, Are I you don't. Talking, <laughs> you love the setup. Just I, watching Todd do well, it.
1: Well, actually, uh, Barry, it, it's interesting watching it develop because part of the setup of Gloomhaven is it starts developing, right? As opposed to legendary, which is just a chore of finding cards, selecting cards, building those decks, getting them set up, and all of that. Because in my, from what I from what I've seen and watched, I I vote legendary.
2: Uh, so. You know what? Based on everything I've experienced, yeah, legendary.
1: I mean, I mean, I mean, we've you went through what you went through with the alien, right? Right. We even know. With Major Meh, who actually is, you know, the the, the acme of uh, organization and, you know, having shit set up, you know, and having his ducks in a row. And that thing is still a goddamn bear to set up
2: and take apart.
1: Because separating your cards and everything and then reorganizing them and putting them back with all the stuff that you got to do. Because if you
2: don't do it, set up next time is going to be even worse.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You'll be essentially repeating what you went through,
3: opening up your alien box. I haven't played it yet, but I watched a couple of videos on the setup for the Fallout board game, which I have. That looks like a beast, but I'm I'm unsure as to how it compares to... uh, Ooh,
1: Granted, it was kind of late and we had a few drinks in us, but we got very quickly intimidated by that Conan game. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, hey, what do you want to play? Let's try oh, this one. Yeah, 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 let's try it. Open it up and he's like, eh, mm, uh, no,
3: no, <laughs> no, I don't have the brain for this yeah, right now. Yeah, it, was little, <laughs> it was after 10 and it was just, and we're just. Step five. Put oh the flaringen into the strongman <laughs> hiking. <laughs> All right. Step 26. Yeah. Repeat steps five through seven. Oh, yeah, yeah, remember the strength and flanging.
1: Well, now go to the mix. Was marvin. It designed by IKEA or uh. something? Oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't stare directly into the flame. Yeah, no. really. <laughs> Do not taunt the step <laughs> Uh Yeah, no, that that was a quick uh, surrender. Yeah. I so, think we've had a
5: couple of those at the game cafe where like the box looks interesting and you know it's in the for two to four players. So you pick it up and then you, as soon as you open the box and then the, the booklet for instructions is like. Seventy-five pages. You're like, nope.
1: nope. <laughs> <laughs> I love that when you just pull out. You pull out that 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 George R. R. Martin novel, and
3: you're just like, what the what the
1: fuck?
4: <laughs> I, mean, I just
1: want to play wrong. a game. I
3: love buying games based on weight. I love buying my games by the pound. But I hate understanding the rules for them, which is why I love living in the era of video uh, explanations. It makes it so much easier.
5: Well, and then you can actually see some of the rules in action and it's easier to understand.
3: Amen.
0: I I remember Mousetrap. Really? really old school, being difficult to set up, and the game was over like in an It was
5: instant. too fast for the amount of yeah. time it took you. We yeah. never
0: even
3: used the board. We just played with the mouse. <laughs> Did you? you? <laughs> really?
5: We didn't even own that game because my parents refused to buy it for us, and I think it has more to do with that. Like They thought we would get too frustrated with it and not want to play it.
0: Well, see, the thing I hate it was uh, my what next-door neighbor had it, and I remember uh, going over there and helping him get it set up, and then we played a game, and it was over. <laughs> I swear to God, it was over in less than five minutes. Right. It's, it's a And it took game. us, like, 20 minutes to set off. it up. It's a
3: silly game for
1: kids.
0: And it's a it never and move. worked properly. Like, none of the traps ever worked properly. Well, isn't
1: it, like, essentially Rube Goldberg yes. game? Yes, it's yes. one trap. It really
0: is. Yeah, but, but, you know. But,
1: like, more than half of the time... Mm-hmm. The little mechanical well, things didn't I reme- work. Properly. Well, I remember. Because I remember we would set it up and um, my friend would sit and play it, and then you'd watch the basket just go. Yes. The basket then- was horrible. And then Terrible. sometimes it would just hang. There. Sometimes the little steel marbles
0: wouldn't roll down the <sighs> the ramps properly. Oh, it was a nightmare.
2: It's a bad game. It, yeah, it's, it's a fun is. toy and a bad game.
0: I always had more fun with simpler games like Candyland. Of course and, you did. Uh, what was that payday? One? What was the weird one where you you took the plastic pieces and you had to build your bug? Cootie? Like, is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
5: Never played that one either.
0: No? A no. young to, ah, kid's game.
2: Ah. I just want to state for the record that Jeff's favorite games are Candyland and Cootie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was just feeling a little nostalgic. He's a simple
2: man with simple tastes. he's uh, going to write a five-page dissertation on Hungry Hungry Hippo. <laughs> hey. You don't say an unkind
3: word about hungry hungry. Hey, I, I, I watched
1: I watched that clip on YouTube. Mike Emmerkraut playing Hungry Hungry Hippo with his uh with his niece or uh, granddaughter. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't about. even know, you know who that, that is. Yeah, yeah. Mike Emmerkraut. I get say his name again. I <laughs> still don't know <laughs> who his name who is. Breaking Bad, better call song. Oh him
3: Oh him. Yeah. I don't know the fucking name. I could I could pick him out on a lineup, but I don't know his name. Yeah,
1: I'm like that
2: too. So it's a video of the, the breaking bad yeah, the guy that was in that thing. Yeah, the thing <laughs> you know. playing hungry, hungry hippos with a relative. With
1: it, with yeah, and he's, and she's bam, and he, they they both have two hippos apiece and they're Aah!
3: There's a trick to that game to winning it. Uh yeah, you right. gotta punch the other person. You know
5: what? <laughs> that is one of those games. <laughs>
3: Explains why he wins.
5: Side bo- side note for a second. Um, at one point, I was helping to try to throw a carnival for a fundraising thing, and that was a game that you could rent at the carnival and it was but it was live action like huge were people the people were like the hungry hungry hippos and stuff yeah it looked interesting it looked very interesting I'm
2: fascinated
3: we need to
1: get that
5: videotape it
1: well i think the game's based on it was uh, from the colonial area where they just got era uh, era oh, no the area the <laughs> colonial <laughs> area is a very itchy yeah, spot yeah, yeah. if it gets wet area. Mm-hmm. the colonial era where they they got hungry kids and they just had them running after food and fighting for it and
5: cuz that was fun for the yeah rich people to watch <laughs>
1: right
4: dave we... and busters has oh a come giant...
1: on you like jane austen i do yeah I heard... giant so hungry people... hungry
3: hippos dave and busters and why uh, have we not played this i i,
0: I just looked it up cuz i remembered <laughs> seeing some video and dave well, and busters has a giant hungry oh, i think oh, we got a Kofi download coming <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the bonus content. <laughs> Do we Barry even? and Jeff play Hungry, Hungry Hippo- Hippos at Dave well, and Buster's. Barry
3: and Jeff find a Dave and Buster's in town. <laughs> There's yeah. one. It's,
0: on the it's like where it's, it's Suburban. It's on the strip. Is yeah. it on yeah. Yeah. There's I There's on the strip. Oh, Whatever. Is. Now we got to see where
1: Jeff and Deb fight over <laughs> where the Dave and Buster's is located. <laughs> This 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 game's got a whole load of levels. Yeah, this is called cool. Torgo steals tickets from children
2: at uh, Dave and Busters. Maybe
5: it's closed, I don't know, but it's the last time I remember it was by the Ross is like on the like a game Strip.
2: works. Well, there was one that closed, I think. Okay. Yeah, this is a hunger hungry hipsters right here. This is what
1: Fighting
3: yeah. over avocado toast.
0: Yeah, the one by Red Rock. Uh, casino is the only one I'm finding on. All right,
3: well, we got to go and see if yeah. they
1: have the Hungry Hungry Hippos game. I want to see
3: this. We got to yeah. just
1: see what they got and maybe play a few things. Especially Bonus game night. Especially Deb versus
2: Vlarg.
5: Yes. Or me oh versus my. any of you,
2: really. <laughs> yeah, this is yeah. so competitive. <laughs> oh, the two of you got a Plush Time Wins channel in you somewhere. I'll definitely. <laughs> definitely. Uh, as far as, uh, oh, let's do a little bit of a... Uh, Clockwork Torgo, I did this week watch Last Action Hero. Oh, boy. Here I we can't go. wait to hear. I really enjoyed this movie. Yay! We told you you would. It's a lot of fun. It's fun in a very 80s way, <laughs> uh, smarter than your average 80s movie. Uh, one thing I think this movie really had going against it is that awful title. Yeah. Last Action Hero is a horrible title for that movie. It makes no sense to me. What would you called it? I don't know, but not that. There's no last action hero in it anywhere. It's a. There's a action hero in it. You could you could use that golden ticket on any action hero movie. What if they put a the in front of it? The last action hero. The last action hero. No, That's, there was because there, the. there is no last action hero in it. Hmm. False advertising. Like I my girl. Know.
3: But the name stuck in my head though. Last action hero. Uh,
2: yeah, because there was. F- so much marketing behind that movie. Yeah, it was on the shuttle. I think there was forty million dollars in marketing from Burger King and one other company alone for this movie. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. everywhere. Um, it really was. But Jeff, you're spot on. It was uh, a movie uh, not ripe for its time. Yeah, it, it's it's it, that movie could be done better now. However, that is a a blueprint for a really good movie.
0: I still feel like it couldn't have been made at any other time given yeah. the people involved. Of course. So, I mean, cause Schwarzenegger at the height of his popularity, um, doing something like this and just the movie falling flat because people, it's, it's funny. It's, it's all, it basically turns out to be like a movie that's too intelligent for its audience. It had to attract a different type of audience in order for it to be the cult hit that it is now. Because the standard Schwarzenegger audience goes to it and does not see the bang-up action Schwarzenegger film that they want. It's something different, so immediately they hate it.
2: And Sure, and uh, I think one of the earlier, and if not the first, PG-13 Schwarzenegger movies. Yeah. Right? Of... The comedy doesn't hold up. Not really. Doesn't matter. Uh, the kid actor, not that great. Didn't go on to do really much of anything anyway. Um, but Schwarzenegger is having a ball and doing the best acting that Arnold can at that time. Uh, I do. I can't remember the actor's name. The guy that plays the hitman in it, the big bad guy Charles Dance. Charles Dance. I love him and everything he's in. Tyler. Yeah. All right, whatever it is. And I will always remember him as Father Noomsi in The Golden Child. He, yep. I mean, yeah, Eddie Murphy was you know the the standout screen presence, but whenever he was on that screen in that movie, he was phenomenal, just like he is here. He just has a presence that I enjoy watching.
3: I love when he puts the happy face eye yes. in, and he's like, have a nice day. Yeah. And it's, it's, just, oh.
2: it's a fun gimmick. It works for the, the story, and it adds that extra... If, this, if the movie was made today, it would be a kid that goes into a superhero movie. Is oh, oh, I'm in a superhero movie. He comes back to the superhero and things don't work physics-wise for that superhero anymore in the real world. I think there's plenty of stuff to mine with that. It's, it's a not an evergreen idea, but certainly hasn't been used enough. And can be used today in that regard. For well, it. I think we need to do a limited series.
5: For reference, really quick, because I had to look up Charles Dance. He played Tywin Lannister in Game of Thrones. Yep. Yes. That would probably
0: help for him our visualize... younger audience. Yes. Much more helpful. What
2: more than Golden Child? How possible? I've never
0: I heard know. of that. Golden movie. Child really? has been
2: watched no. many more times than Game of Thrones.
0: Wow. Like I've that.
5: Golden I... Child never heard of it. you know, clockwork don't... deb,
0: there, Barry. You got work to do. She's never Did... seen
3: Golden Child. There's a long list of movies. That <laughs> Wait a second. It's like Eddie Why do I get the shit?
2: Because you're an asshole. Yeah. Oh, Okay. And um,
5: yeah. Well,
2: sorry. So uh... uh Thank you, my monkeys, for filling this gap for me. Uh, was I entertained one hundred percent through it? Yeah, nah, not really. Uh, was I entertained eighty percent? Yeah, and that's a good number to reach. So, yeah, there, there was only one time that I was like, oh, "What?" And that was when the kid started flying for no reason on his bike over a house. Uh, but chalk it up to uh, strange bo- action movie rules, whatever.
0: Well, it was he—he he hit a hill and went. Off,
3: so yeah, that's what I happens. Didn't, I didn't in those see movies. a hill.
2: I saw a car. And I've I've rode my bike so fast that I jumped over a house from a hill that I hit. I mean, it yeah, definitely whatever. is. Well, if you can do
1: it, then the kid in the movie can do it.
0: Well, and that that was the point. That is, movie, damn it, I was
2: being facetious. Movie
0: oh. physics, but yeah, he he loses control. And he's like, whoa, and flies over the.
2: Yeah. Uh, that I thought was an overstretch, but the rest of it, fun, 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 and the cameos like crazy. Ian yeah. McKellen is death fun it wasn't in there for any good purpose it was just there to be a red herring but it's still a fun point point. and watch anytime I can see Chevy Chase being knocked over I'm there I'm happy to see that uh so thank you and the nominations are currently in for the next movie uh, I'm scared because you know this this was a good one uh oh so and crawl was okay had a lot of problems with it uh, so
3: we didn't say it was going to be great. We right. said you had to watch it.
2: Exactly, and uh, all, all this one, the the nominations seem to be a lot more eclectic. Yeah, and and it feels like is this really a movie that I've missed and I should watch, or just someone just trying to punish me?
3: Well. I'm telling you, my nomination for Human Centipede is not a punishment. It's just <laughs> something you got to see. No, Just don't. To, just to, see, to say that you saw it. No. no you're aware of it for the jokes. <laughs>
1: no, no. Just for, just for Vlarg to say that he forced you to watch it. And in then fact, you've
5: got the images stuck in, his, in your head just like he has it. If you really want
3: a, a funny version of that instead, <laughs> Human Centipede 3. Just for Dieter lazar's Texas accent, the most German dude ever. Nine 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 nine. A Texas nine. accent, it's hilarious. You know what? You, I'm not even. I'm gonna unnominate Human Centipede. If you'll just go to YouTube and find some clips of Human Centipede three where Dieter Lazer is do is playing a Texas sheriff. Holy shit balls! That's funny.
1: I I like how he says I will unnominate like that. That's leverage. Like
2: that's right. Gonna, Shut up! That's it's currency. Leverage. <laughs>
3: Consider it <laughs> currency.
2: <laughs> well, let's get to some Kirsten C. What did you do, Kirsten? <clears throat> um,
1: well, I've had an exhausting week. Yeah. Um, but uh, just to just to go to the first part, um, uh, we had the memorial for Vernon yesterday, and it went, went really well. I believe funerals and memorials are for the living. Yeah. Um, it's for dealing with the grief. It's for remembering. It's for appreciating, celebrating. Although the celebration of life uh, thing that has taken over a lot of memorial as a euphemism <clears throat> is a little too too uh, long-haired for my taste. But still, uh, I basically emceed it. And so with the uh, program that Rebecca had set up, she did a magnificent job pulling together videos, setting up numerous videos, and I think that overall it went well. It, I, we made sure that people enjoyed themselves, even as they were remembering Vernon, and uh, I think I think we did that. <clears throat> um, it, it, one of the best parts, uh, remember Jeff when. Uh, we started running gaseous anomalies and gaseous anomalies is Star Trek fart jokes. Now Vernon is a magnificent editor. His sense of timing was just incomparable. And so he just and and of course uh, being Vernon, he had an extensive fart library in his computers for editing as one does. <laughs> yes. and he he made up two videos where he just pieced together Star Trek clips from all the series and, and put in farts at various points. And we're playing the video, and it's really funny because we're still in the zone of what kind of memorial is this? What are we doing? But there's one, uh, one individual. Her name was Mickey Gunter. If you've been to Star Trek cons, you may have met Mickey. She actually runs the Make It So Etsy, where she does uh, S E W. Yeah, <clears throat> and she uh, crochets. Yep, um, Star Trek stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she has this loud laugh, and she is almost instantly laughing and tearing up, just laughing so hard. And she got she got the crowd getting into it. And we actually had both of his videos, gaseous anomalies one and gaseous anomalies two, the gas of Khan. And, and by the end, the whole crowd was appreciating it, and everybody was laughing at, at Vernon's work. And that was like a, that was like a good, that was a good moment, so but there were plenty of them. I, uh, I took it full advantage of my MC position and I, I told Vernon anecdotes left and right. And people uh, overall enjoyed it. People gondoliers, not just Star Trek the experience, but people that he worked with at the Venetian and the Gondolier program, the void/ slash sandbox, <coughs> uh, VR experience, and people from Avenger Station showed up. Uh, all people who knew him and worked with him. So it was it was a, it was a, it was a very a, nerdy crowd. Yes, incredibly nerdy. a very Vernon crowd. It was, it was very good. And I really want to extend my thanks to you guys. Um, Shock monkeys, we got the flowers with your card. He's not really dead as long as we remember him. Rest in peace, Vernon. And thank you guys so much for sending that in. That was wonderfully touching. That was very kind. Um, I love the fact that Vernon was a bit of a phenomenon amongst the Geek Shock crowd. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I just really appreciated it. And and all sorts of Trek affiliations uh, reached out, too. Uh, Nary, uh, Nary, Nary, Jesus Christ. Larry Nemechek from Trek Files actually uh, sent in word. Uh, he couldn't come out, but he actually said, I, I wish I could, I couldn't come out. And he had something to, to read out to the crowd. Um, we had videographers recording and uh john champion from mission log Log podcast uh had a hand in arranging that thank you very much john and the the roddenberry family contributed to uh paying for the videography so that was that was great we held it at mcmullens we wanted to do millennium fandom bar it was booked but McMullins was a suitable place. That back room, I actually had yeah. never been there before. It's a very good spot. It really is. And uh, yeah, I you know I was very happy. I was very happy, and I think that's that's kind of what is kind of good when you come out of something like that. Uh, you get that you get that catharsis, you get that purge, but also you have that fond memories and stuff. So would you agree? Uh,
0: I knew there was going to be a lot of people there, but did it feel like there were a lot more people than even we were um, expecting? Num-
1: you know what? I am not great. Even after all our years yeah. working in attractions, I'm not great at numbers of people and visualizing it, Jeff. Mm-hmm. So we knew the the RSVP, but I had no concept what that was. But that room was fairly full. Yeah, it was packed. Yes. Like, like I did not get to
0: make it around to see people that I hadn't seen in a while yes. because
1: I just literally couldn't maneuver. Yeah. It was so. No, th- th- it, it, it was. Yeah. It was that a was the great, beautiful thing. I kept turnout. saying it throughout the day and it's just, you know, cause whatever demons he was wrestling with, I know one of them was just his own self worth. And it was like, damn it. Yeah. Cause he would not believe if you were to go back in time and describe <laughs> that evening to him, he would not believe you. Nope. That that evening happened for him. And you know what? If there was something like that that he could have known, I don't know. But anyway, uh, thank you, Shock Monkey, so much. Thank you to everybody who's listening who may have attended and who sent in their regards because it was, it was a very, very good memorial. So I'm exhausted, and uh, I need sleep badly. But before then, I did manage to play some D&D. Hooray! And you're going to like this, uh, Todd. Ooh, tell me. So um, I actually spent a little time in setup. I had a screwed up map, but I was going to work with it. And I start setting up NPCs, and I'm pulling tokens. And I get Glumly uh, playing Glumly. Uh, Jeffrey Roth, Jeff Harris playing uh, Bowie (laughs) McBowface. And... uh, (laughs) Ozzy uh, Matt playing Perry. and <laughs> I love that trio right yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it was really funny because they 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 had actually completed a prior adventure. Like, uh, we didn't get to March. So this was like a couple months ago. But uh, I, I decided, you guys will have some off time before you go on your next adventure. Now, I had planned on this just being a quick one-off, and then we just go into... You know, but it ended up turning into its own story because I was like, "Let's roll on the carousing
3: tables, oh, and see, see what happened. What did you guys do? We used to do that in all. We played a game in Texas. We'd be rolling on that table at least once or twice a a, a, yeah, well, a a game.
1: Well, dude. Well, this became the session (laughs) because. I so, just so I, what's a
2: carousing table for the listeners
3: I
1: just entered into Google uh, 5e carousing table which, there's
5: there's a few that you can oh there's from. a whole yeah. bunch
1: and I just grabbed the first one this one was off of reddit yes, but I, I'm getting there all right and it's a one through a hundred and basically your roll percentile and 100 selections of what your character did on their off time ah did uh, what kind of partying did they do? Did they meet people? Did they discover something?
5: Did they become worshipped by mice? Yes. Um, did they? Oh, did yeah. they
1: uh, get robbed? Did they gamble and get
3: a whole shitload of money? Do
5: they wake up naked and don't know what the hell happened all night in a freaking church in the middle of water deep?
3: You have a that, tattoo of like Bane or someone
1: on? Yes. Your, yeah. Yeah. Shit like well, that. <laughs> That's you know funny. You should mention that. There Deb. we go. So. One of the things that they did do just before they started carousing was investigate a name that they had found on a note from the last game, Colorel.
3: Pause. I just want to point out to the listeners that I'm across from Kirsten while he's reading this, like these notes. And on the back of the notes, I see spell descriptions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're my favorite nerd today <laughs> for that.
1: <laughs> so um, they find out Colorel is a long unspoken name of some... High muckety-muck amongst the cult of Torgo. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. So there's like suspicious oh, wow. activities what afoot. Why do I know that name? <coughs> yeah. I wouldn't trust
2: it.
5: I wouldn't trust it either. Keep on yeah. the hinterlands?
1: no nope. trust it. No, no, anyway, e- no. Anyway, e- 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 e. um, So glumly, they then go on to the carousing table. Now, like okay. I said, we were going to just spin these out. And then they were going to go back to the caverns. Glumly rolls an 11. And, you know, an 11 was wake up next to the spouse of a powerful noble or high city official. Okay. And so glumly wakes up. And what I did is I described this opulent bedroom with you know a a rich manner and stuff upholstery. This bed, Deb, this bed had curtains on it. What what kind of bed has curtains on it? And you're naked in bed. And and Glumley's already like okay. So I look around. (laughs) And yeah, there's this nice looking, obviously high status woman naked sleeping next to him. So he's like all right, I better get out of here. And now it's like, okay, make your stealth roll. And he rolls a four. Nice. It's not a good roll. So he's getting out of bed, but you know, he slept on his leg. Uh, yeah. so, it was, so it's asleep. It, it was numb. <laughs> it got tangled up in the sheets. He jostled the sheets and she woke up. Glumly is a dwarf fighter. Oh my. So, so uh, this woman, who is the wife of the city constable, looks over and she's like, hey, Hey, how? Oh, and I was like, hey, how? Oh, wait a minute. Glumly, make a charisma roll, would you please? Glumly has negative charisma. Ooh. He makes one of the highest rolls of the session. Oh. <laughs> so he rolls an 18. And so she's like, hey, how's my little warrior? And he's just like, ah. Uh, uh. <laughs> and he has to extricate himself from the bed, and grab his stuff. He's like, okay, I'm going to be leaving now. And she's like, well, you better go. You sure you got to leave now? It's she's doing a- one of those, like, no, please, yes. yep, stay. Yep, yep. Oh, oh, it's not
2: quite dawn yet. Yeah. Come on. Well, she has, and, basically has a type.
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 and she was just, and he was just like, no, I got to go. And she's like, well, you leave the servant's entrance in the back. And he's, okay. And he heads down, and he hears <laughs> the city constable coming home. Oh, and the city constable is bitching and moaning because he's got to grab a quick breakfast and go out again to deal with another problem.
5: One of the other group.
1: Bowie McBowface <laughs> <laughs> rolled a 55. Okay. And, and I don't appreciate Deb looking at my notes. I'm
5: not looking That's, at your notes. I just yeah? know how these
1: things go. Yeah, really? Because how did you know that Bowie McBowface woke up naked? Naked.
5: Yep, in a church,
1: <laughs> in a temple,
5: because it's happened to one it's of happened our, characters. To our characters.
1: In the confessional. Wow, <laughs> that
3: didn't happen to our characters.
1: So Bowie McBowface is naked in the confessional. Now I, I don't design my world religions like Catholicism, but the dice don't lie. So now there's at least one religion that has like the act of confession. So he wakes up hearing this. Priest, this high priest going on about the dangers of chaos and contamination, and you must avoid it and don't be tainted by chaos, and you know going on. And so, like he's giving a sermon to a packed yes, church, absolutely. And then he's like, "All right, for those of you who may fear you may have been exposed to the taint, I will hear your confessions now." Taint. And yeah. Bowie is just like, "Oh, I, I'm probably got a bad chaos taint."
5: And no, sa- no, no. Uh, I do it. I don't shower. He doesn't know where his clothes are. He
1: no. He's buck naked.
5: And no clothes anywhere in sight. No
1: clothes anywhere in sight. So, I describe people lining up and getting milling around the confessional, and then I'm like, okay, here we go. The high priest is gonna. Oh wait a minute. I don't. Which which side of the confessional is he in? Because I don't even know. So I, I did a quick roll on my own. With an odd even, and oh, okay, he's on that side. So you hear a door open, and then close. Well, okay, so it's not his side. And then you hear this young girl-child voice go, Hi, priest, I don't know if I've been exposed to the chaos taint or not, but I... Did. I and I love this. <laughs> and so Bowie is just like, um, uh, <clears> well, actually, no, let me back up. So... Harry goes right. Let me handle this, uh, uh, Bowie, uh, yo little girl, and and Jeff's like, wait a minute, you're there, and I'm like, you're there, and Ozzy's like, oh, I thought we were all there, and I'm like, well, y'all can be sure, all three of you are in the confessional naked, <laughs> and Jeff, is, Jeff is like, no, 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 I'm I'm alone, so I was like, okay, all right, fine, you're alone, so Jeff goes. <clears throat> what 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 happened? What happened, little girl? And I'm like, okay, make a deception roll. He rolled like a three. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So she's like,
5: you're not, you're, not, are you, you not sound like priest? the priest?
1: Exactly. And and then he's like, uh, I don't even. And you hear the door open. Mommy. Oh God. And you and so he hears and he's like sitting there. Oh God. I don't know what to do, and then his door opens, and it's the high priest, and the high priest is, like, standing there looking at him, and Jeff goes, summoning up all of his experience in role play, and his de- the depth of his devotion to fantasy, his character looks up at the high priest and goes, Hi! <laughs> <laughs> and and he's like what are you doing here and what where are your clothes and he's like okay I'm gonna try to get by this guy I gotta push past I gotta run out okay make a athletics roll Jeff makes the one of the high rolls of the session bolts past him and is running out of the temple so now there's a crowd running through the st- streets trying to get a hold of this pervert who was desecrating the sanctity of the temple? And he's like, I gotta find, I gotta find a, uh, and where are we? And you're, well, you're actually on the street of temples. And he's like, okay, I need a uh, an abandoned temple, something, something that hasn't been used. And I mean, like, all right, uh, roll a perception check. Jeff rolls like an eight. Oh, okay, he there's this, another church right. There's, there's this building uh, looks kind of abandoned. Uh, I don't he's like, okay, I jump the wall and I go to the door and I'm like, all right, you push open the door and go inside and it's completely dark. And he's like, okay, then Perry wakes up. He rolled a 51, okay, which already people are noticing 55, 11 and 51. All we were missing was a 15. Harry wakes up in a room completely in the dark. He's totally naked.
2: Oh <laughs> I've seen a theme.
1: Yeah. yeah. And he's feeling around. I'm not telling you what he rolled yet, because uh, you they discover it uh diegetically in the narrative. And he's like feeling around on the floor. He knocks over a candle. He's like, What's going on? And I I don't know where I am. I'll I'll be like Hello? And I'm like, Bowie, you're in this dark room and you hear this voice go, hello?
4: <laughs> and
1: Bowie's like, oh, wait, what, Perry, Bowie? Perry, Bowie. So they Lucky. they then spend a few minutes feeling around the room. Oh sexy. no. <laughs> and they, oh, gosh, you guys, you just go to the bad part right away. That was the good part. <laughs> They discover all the furniture in the room has been pushed up against the wall, but it's fake. It's kind of like fake uh, balsa wood type furniture. Like it's kind of weird. Cheap. Cheap. And it's very it's still pitch black. And Perry's like, Well, I uh I I found a candle. How do we light a candle? No, you use a taper, you use an ember from a fire. None and of them like, are, None are magic of These things help.
5: None of them are magic users.
1: So uh so well Perry's the mage. Yeah. And he couldn't
2: Boy McVeigh. Yeah, the, the one yeah here?
1: that was kind of that was kind of weird. Yeah. So they're <laughs> feeling around in the dark
4: <laughs> oh, my and goodness. there
1: is this table in the back of the room where where Perry finds his stuff in a pile. Ah. So he actually lights a torch. And that's when he discovered he had rolled You wake up naked. In a room where all the furniture and rugs have been pushed up against the wall.
2: That's a real thing.
1: And in the center of the room is drawn a summoning circle with sigils and magic and has black, (laughs) evil candles at various points in the circle. And in the middle, Todd, of the summoning circle, and this is still what he rolled, is a fantastic sandwich. (laughs) <laughs> I would like to know more. Would you like to know more about the sandwich? So, Perry's like, oh, there's a sandwich there. Well, first of all, I'm going to give Bowie my shorts. So. He gives Bowie a pair of shorts to wear because Bowie is still buck naked. No
2: extra shorts
1: or he's taken off his well, own shorts? Well, because he found his stuff, I'm he assuming. He found his stuff, so okay. he didn't put on, he just put on his robes. Gotcha. Because he's a mage. And then he gave his, he called, He said leggings. No, oh, okay. to I assume that's an Australian term. Uh, but he gave them to Bowie. He then says, yeah, I go right into the center of the circle and I get the sandwich. I'm going to have eat the sandwich. I and, would. And I described it as a fantastic sandwich. This is an incredible sandwich. They got they got temporary hip Did hip you,
3: points. Could you describe the sandwich for us? Oh, it was it was like <laughs> a salivating a sandwich. lean
2: inclined. A
1: full loaf, you know, like French loaf, cut in half. Oh, have, not olive loaf. Okay. You know, um, and it had the the meat on the bottom. Not that cheese on the bottom stuff that you hate, Barry. That's a whole thing. Yeah, so then there were <laughs> layers of cheese and another layer of meat and then there was some fine vegetables like a little lettuce and some tomato but like diced peppers and then like a vinegar and oil and lots Ooh. of oregano.
3: Okay, I would Just, I would eat this sandwich. I don't care if it was floating in an evil circle. Yeah, anyway. well,
1: the uh, Perry is obviously of the same thing and yeah. Bowie was like, "Well, wait a minute. How much is there another sandwich there?" and Perry was like, oh, we'll cut it in half. And so they each ate a half. They each got temporary hit points. And then they're like, okay, we got to get out of here. They listen out the door, and it seems like a riding mob has passed by this mausoleum. Now, keep in mind, this is a mausoleum. It, okay. I am yeah. waiting for them to open the tomb. They didn't open it. I was very disappointing. Well,
2: that's very, it would be very disrespectful if they did.
1: Oh, okay. I That's didn't. Probably know, what the sandwich I, was for. I, I didn't know what we were concerned
5: to tempt about. the spirit.
1: So they finally get out, and they avoid the crowd. It's dawn. They're heading down the street, and they get to the inn They're staying at. Just as Glumley's coming from the opposite direction, they go inside the common room, and uh, the uh, barman calls Little Timmy out because Timmy last night. Followed Bowie while he was all drunk and going, Wahoo! Wee! Yeah, and taking off his clothes and running down the street. That's one does, yes. So he brings out a bag full of Bowie stuff, and Bowie goes upstairs and changes. Bowie comes downstairs just as the city constable comes into the uh, common room, and the city constable is like, I can't believe that's so busy. I went home. The city constable is like a seven foot tall half orc. Oh, okay. Okay. You know, because obviously, uh, Mrs. City Constable has a type. Yes. And uh, and uh, yeah, breathing. Apparently, he's he's uh, he's complaining about having to pursue perverts through the streets and violations of mausoleums and all this stuff going on, and it's just crazy. And he's like, you know perverts violating the sanctity of a temple if there's two kinds of people in the world i hate it's perverts violating the sanctity of the temple and men who sleep with other men's wives and then perry's like so who was it that slept with your wife and glumly's like no no perry no and perry's like what and the half-orc is like what and perry's like what and it was like, no, no, we just, some, what are you saying? No, didn't, oh, I. you said someone slept. No, I didn't. And he's like, oh, well, okay, my mistake. And then uh, they're all like, all right, all right, let's get, and then the little Timmy comes out. Hey, Mr. McBoface, did you find all your clothes in the bag when I collected your stuff last night? And Bowface is like, thank you, Timmy, here's a gold coin. You go run now. And they actually stumble, stutter, and fall over each other. But then they get out the door. And that, that ended up being the end of the session.
2: You know, if the D and D movie opened that way, I'd be happy.
1: Oh yeah. yeah, so it was a lot of fun. I want regular, I want regular reports from this game. You know, <laughs> well this 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 was great. The dice made the story. I loved it. Um, they did discover in uh, Perry's pocket a ritual of summoning, but it was in a strange language they didn't understand. And it had a strange symbol on it, Todd. The symbol was like a spider's web with a reptilian demon eye in the center of it. And they all made history rolls. And one of them... Cult of Torga. I think it was Bowie realized, I think that's the symbol of this long-lost
2: cult of Larg? Yes. (laughs) Yes. I was going to say it sounds like a good tattoo but I'm not doing that. No you should you should totally. Tie Who
1: else is going to have a ritual that summons a sandwich? <laughs> I love this game. This was insane. <laughs> this I was has just large like stamp of approval. <laughs> I was just like a great sandwich in the center of it and I've been waiting how do I tie in the <laughs> A cult of Vlarg and the inevitable conflict with cor- cult of Torgo. And these poor bastards are going to be in between it. And then the sandwich summoning circle. <laughs> and it was like, put it all together. I'm so proud of you. It was, dude, it was fun. Because I just rolled three rolls and it made the session. Yeah. And those guys, those guys played it. Well, Those guys played it.
5: We used to love it because, I mean, there were sometimes the rolls... Would literally work into a side quest line yeah. storyline into the main quest because they were just so intriguing. Mm-hmm. So it was there. It's always fun doing a carousing I'm, table. I'm
3: happy to cameo as a lich if you, <laughs>
4: if you need me to do that.
1: I've got to figure out. Well, first of all, Torgo, we're eventually going to have to get a knight. Yeah. And uh, but I've got to figure out what what you guys. I I have no clue. Well, we'll we'll figure something out. But I've laid the groundwork for the. Colossal Clash of Chaos Cults.
2: We're going to figure it out.
3: <laughs> Everyone's going to die.
1: There <laughs> you go. That's already sounding good.
2: Normally, I don't care much for a role-playing game, hearing about in sessions, and retelling Oh,
1: Let me tell you about my session last yeah.
2: night. Yeah. Oh, no, my normally, God. Normally, I don't care much about it, but that was riveting.
1: Dude, it was yeah. fun. It was fun to run, and the... Just rolling the dice and two of them waking up naked. No, uh, all three of them waking up naked. That's a common theme in those carousing. Yeah. Well, well yes, time, that one had a lot of naked.
5: Well, most of the time it's carousing, so you go drinking, right? And it's you know what happens when you don't remember what happened. But, but they had stuff night.
1: like you lost you lost big time to a, a local crime lord and you're in debt. You know, they they had a few things like that. You wake up and you, you apparently are now the apprentice of an evil sorcerer. You know, they had a few things. But yeah, there's a lot of wake up naked.
5: Yeah.
2: It's, you rolled on the book fast table, didn't you?
1: <laughs> well. Deb, you didn't finish your book fast. No. I'll drink th- that. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus. Good Lord. You're going to be up till three in the morning. Look, I hope it. you're driving. I yeah. am.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Buckfast, fast. The choice of the cult of lard. <laughs> and that can only bring us to, Deb.
5: Uh, news you don't give a shit about. <laughs> what the hell is that? I wow. I almost said we can nice, geek. Nice ju- geek. I don't know why. <laughs>
0: I don't know why either. I don't know <laughs> why. When have you ever done weekend? I Week? haven't. That's weird.
5: My brain just went there. Okay. I,
3: <laughs> I want to know more about the cult of vlog, and I you I demand you tell me more as soon as some more dice get rolled. Mm-hmm. We'll figure out something because uh, yeah, these guys are uncovering secrets
1: within secrets. News you don't give a shit about.
5: <laughs> All right. The human body has three responses when posed with mortal danger: fight and pee. Pee, pee your pants yes you you'd probably so why pee- are you so
2: excited <laughs> about making pee pee because i like it to be official
4: sorry
3: <laughs> as steve big says take w- make make a <laughs> winky we but Get we don't winky?
2: care what, uh, about that opinion no
5: <laughs> you'd probably soak your trousers too if you came face to face well face to fang oh. with a fully grown siberian tiger named sasha That's exactly what happened when a pair of wayward teenagers made the unfortunate mistake of breaking into a trailer housing the big cat used for the zoological climax of 12 Monkeys. And they're talking about this because 12 Monkeys just celebrated in 2021. It's 25th anniversary. So they had done an interview with the film location manager. And he was regaling them with some stories from the filming. And he said, so this night... They, Sasha the Siberian Tiger was our particular favorite because we housed her um, at the Armory, which is where they had their office. And the main reason they chose that location is that it had huge, very tall walls so they could let her out and not worry about her escaping or causing any problems.
2: This is starting to sound like one of Kay's campaigns. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody rolled a 66.
5: <laughs> well, one night, apparently, some teenagers broke into the, the location where they had things stored And they were going to rob some things and they broke into the cab of the trailer where the submarine tiger, tiger was being housed for the evening and didn't notice that the window between the cab and the trailer was open. The window was open and they proceed to try to steal the radio and the paw of the tiger comes out and tries to swipe at them. Oh, Oh yeah, so they hear Instant screaming, justice. screaming, crying. Um, he gets called down there, and it's two kids. He said around fifteen or sixteen years old, literally weeping, one having wet himself because of their encounter with the Siberian tiger.
2: Well, there are some things you don't expect while trying to take a vehicle radio.
5: No, true. Well,
1: you, you know what's really funny is I think of <laughs> I think of like when I'm in the bathroom. And Kit's paw comes underneath the door. You know, yeah. it probably that tiger wasn't even like trying to kill or anything. Sure. It was just like, what's
3: what's what's Yeah, but if you're in the bathroom and you pee yourself, you're kind of okay, right?
1: I, I know that's you're supposed but, to. But well, and I was lucky. I was.
5: Imagine a paw that's like. I don't even know.
1: Oh yeah, like, big yeah. as giant
2: paw. Yeah, holy shit.
5: Big as like, your face. Yeah, out of the side of your like out of the side of your eye. and You're like,
2: what the fuck is that? Right. It's just at that point, it's just a monster. That's all it is. <laughs> it's yeah. not like, you don't know. You don't. are ready to yeah, say cat. Yeah. Your brain.
5: No. Your brain is like monster. Yeah. Holy shit.
2: Claws. Kill. Die. P. <laughs> P. <Pee, pee. laughs> Protected by tiger. Stand back. <laughs> But yeah,
5: so, it, I don't know, this story got my attention because it made me wonder about all of the other maybe interesting stories you don't hear about, about filming in random oh, yeah. locales or interesting movies that involve animals or, like, just interesting kind of sets and props. and.
2: You see, it's, it's shit like this is why I've always liked the DVD commentaries. Sure, a lot of them are not great, but you occasionally get that gold one that has a story like this in it, and... I'm glad you shared that with us. Yeah, <laughs> and
3: I think that you should add something to any any frightened. Uh, uh, <laughs> you see where I'm going with this, right? Whenever anyone in, in, fi- in Fifth Edition gets the frightened status, you should roll a D20, <laughs> and on a one, they piss themselves.
4: <laughs>
1: now, is that a Constitution a, roll or a Wisdom roll? Is no, that
3: that's
4: a Wilson?
1: straight
3: up D20. <laughs> <laughs> that <A> giant <laughs> paw comes out of the hole it's in the like wall. It's like the Frightened and in Darkest yourself.
5: Dungeon. So it's on top of everything else. It's a different mechanic.
3: Just a 1 in 20 chance of making pee pee. And then when you pee pee
1: yourself, you, you, you of course, now you're, you, anything that's got scent. Oh, yeah. A, as a bonus yep. to its per- perception is going to be able to find you. And everyone around you knows you pissed
3: yourself. It, well, yeah. of course. So you could oh. slay a dragon. You could kill a lich. That's not what you're gonna be yeah, known no, for. No. You're, <laughs> you're not gonna be lich slayer, no. dragon killer. You're gonna be pants pisser.
1: Yeah. Good luck with that charisma roll. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. No, that's a that's a knock on your charisma. I got dragon hide armor. You peed yourself. I made a sword out of a dragon's fang. You peed yourself. <laughs> I like that. Jeff's really enjoying these stories. He's obviously missing his D and D days.
3: This is like that thing that we, we did like a few months ago where the, where everyone's a baby. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the roles is whether or not you piss yourself. Yeah. Yeah.
5: <laughs> News you don't give a shit about. <laughs> yeah! Call, Call of Duty, not the bad. board game.
1: The board
2: game.
5: A DVD. tabletop adaption of Activision's seminal shooter series has been announced for the 2024 release window. A Kickstarter campaign for the strategy game will launch this fall. As reported by Variety, the Call of Duty tabletop game comes from Arcane Wonders, the company behind Sheriff of Nottingham and Onitama. I haven't seen that one. Sheriff of Nottingham, I think we played. I
2: I know them both. And I would expect there to be like miniatures in a Call of Duty game. And they're not known for miniatures. No, they're not. By the way, I owe you money for that game.
5: (laughs) Um, So this new game is set within the rebooted Modern Warfare, Warfare timeline and will feature maps and weapons from that game. Um, so currently what they're planning is players will simultaneously plan out moves secretly and then resolve them at the same time on the map and battle will happen based on line of sight because you will have colored lines on the map determining line of sight. And when your eyes, when you actually can physically see the opponent, combat happens, um, To me, it doesn't sound like a super interesting tabletop board game.
3: It kind of doesn't, especially with the mechanic where you have to invite random 13-year-olds over to your house to talk (laughs) shit about your mother. (laughs) That's
0: going to be rough. I'll do it for free. (laughs) I know you will. (laughs) It's part of the
4: expansion.
5: (laughs) Arcane's ambitions for Call of Duty, however, are that at some point the board game will extend well beyond the two-player $50 base game. Being treated similar to live service video games with additional content. Oh, I love that. Operators, miniatures, weapons, maps, and and mods. Wow, so you even have to buy
3: like extra shit for a board game. (laughs) A series of
5: products within the same game system is how they're selling this. And well, it's
1: so funny because games have you got your expansions, you got the but. It's like they go straight to microtransactions. Yes, in a board you game, They have downloadable content, except it's fungible. It's 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 hilarious because uh, it's like, guys, that's that's called an expansion. You just can't. no.
0: <laughs> Is Bobby <laughs> Kotick behind this? Is this what's going on?
5: They also, you might be wondering why it's going to Kickstarter with backing by a company, multi-billion-dollar oh, gaming that all the time. company. Yeah, all the time. Oh, yes um so activision provided the license to make the game but at the end of the day this is our experience that we're bringing to gamers the arcane president the company that's bringing the board game and that team has kindly allowed us allowed us to use whatever tools and platforms we feel are necessary to make the best version of the game for our fans
3: i'm not surprised about the kickstarter thing a lot of board games get kick-started yeah, yeah, yeah yeah and they have to you know by the way it. there is a darkest dungeon kickstarter a few years <sighs> ago for the board game if you ever want a game that you guaranteed you're gonna flip a fucking table It's going to be Darkest Dungeon. I'm never playing that with you. Not oh, fucking him! No, come on!
1: That's another Kofi tier. <laughs> Larg plays Darkest Dungeon with
2: Deb until the table <laughs> breaks mysteriously. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. What a great segment
2: titled <laughs> "Until the Table Breaks." Oh, that is a fantastic title! <laughs> it
1: is <definitely>.
2: copyright.
1: <laughs> it we can is. we can actually we put up a little uh, a placard and you get some soap opera music until <laughs> the table breaks. And
3: the and the logo for it will be like an angry Deb flipping it yeah <laughs> hands in the air angry oh yeah cowering in the corner yeah yeah pissing myself yeah. not <laughs> pissing not
0: deb taking you and slamming you into the table as it breaks feet. well yeah. that's that's
1: when we come back from commercial oh, okay <laughs> I, 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 I as a side note guys mm-hmm. money making idea yeah. Yeah, here we go geek shock board game adaptions video games you know we will just board we'll,
5: games adap- adaptions of video games: Yeah,
1: we'll make board game adaptions of it because obviously you, that we can get kick- Kickstarters, make tons of money.
5: You got to buy licensing.
1: Yeah,
3: we don't have that kind of money. We, yeah,
1: no. we just fold it into the Kickstarter. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> That'll be most of the money. That's okay. Yeah. No. <laughs> we need money for Popomatics and deck builders and meeples and worker placement stuff and, mm-hmm. and lot and like three different sizes of cards and one round and kind of card.
5: Metallic awesome figures that come with the game and are super fucking heavy and amazing.
3: Oh yeah. Ooh. And, and Torgo has to paint each and every one. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: Nope, maybe.
5: <laughs> yeah, the top tier comes with pre-painted miniatures by yeah. Torgo. Yes.
3: Five different kinds of dice and, and at least 50 us, pages of rules. It'll
1: only take us like
3: seven years to complete the
1: <laughs> first print run. I'll get there. Just give me a break.
2: Just need a, just need a moment. Need a sandwich.
1: <laughs> and Barry starts summoning. <laughs>
0: Speaking of pop I was at nope. Walmart the other day, and they had this generic... Uh, Popomatic Trouble Travel Game. Uh-huh. It ju- I it had the the most generic g- name. It was like uh, Pop Dice Travel Game. <laughs> wow! And, and yeah. I'm like it it I'm I'm looking at the back of the box, and it's clearly Trouble. Yeah, but that's a with, copyrighted with name. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then I remembered you can't copyright game mechanics. You right. can only copyright the title. So somebody had clearly made a travel version of the game. And then just called it something very generic. And I'm wondering if it was just like a bad translation into English. Got it
2: into Walmart. Or vice versa. Uh, but- speaking of game mechanics, uh, you know what? Not that I'm going to buy or get involved in that Kickstarter tab. Uh The... The Call of Duty one, not the one that Barry and Kay are putting together. <laughs> oh, the, basically
3: the Chardy-McDennis uh, Geek Shock game? Yeah. <laughs> it's
2: not that kind of duty. <laughs> uh, but the Call of Duty, I do enjoy that mechanic in games. The, the hidden move, not so much hidden movement, but the pre-programmed movement that everything happens at the same time. Gloomhaven has that. Robo-Rally has that. I was that. just going to say Robo-Rally. Rally. Yeah, that's yeah. classic. I, I do enjoy that mechanic.
5: You I do. would see how it could make turns go smoother and faster because some of the games that I can't stand are the ones where each player gets to take a turn and it takes like 10 minutes for each player to do a turn. And so by the time it gets to your turn, you're like, I'm fucking bored. I'm really kind of done in yeah. this game.
2: It does solve that. And yes, so, it does. yeah, I like that. And I love the chaos it creates. Plans are made and foiled in seconds. It's wonderful. <laughs>
4: Right, because Kirsten's
2: looking at me Because I know he doesn't like it at all. Right, but Robo it
5: doesn't, rally it, is awful It doesn't allow it's you to like See game. what everybody else does And then change your mind On how you're going to go Because I do that sometimes in sure. d d Like especially playing uh, a, a magic caster If the rogue goes first And then they get in the way And I'm like fuck I can't cast that spell now Because I'll kill them So now I've got to change what I'm doing
1: Right yeah. Well you get In like robo rally You get two scenarios One You fucked up your move you you lay down the wrong cuz you'll put a card to turn right or left or around or go straight and you'll you'll find that because you're looking at your character oriented one way from your position on the table and you thought of your move and you're you're moving wrong and then you just sit there as you watch because in 3 moves you're going down a tunnel of death yeah and then the other one is someone else's move <coughs> fucks you up bumps you, bumps you or something, or you change the track or well, something downforce like is like that the yeah. game
3: downforce huh you never played that Mm-mm. oh it's a <laughs> board game arena it's fun it's a racing game you'd think it'd be boring but no. oh it's... you guys
1: uh that yeah, was one it. night i didn't make it because you guys yeah had you had set up to learn that game and everything yeah oh
2: it's did. so good easy to pick up and yeah it's uh that, that layout is great yeah do you have anything else that's what I got. Oh, then let's do some weekend geek! Hooray! Woo-hoo! Darn. Is there any stories about sandwiches? There is not, but I think you're really gonna like this first one. Okay. Adult Swim has confirmed that a new Metalocalypse movie is coming.
4: Fuck yes! It's
2: about goddamn time. And it will be coming with a new album for the band and a nationwide tour. Ooh. That is the most metal thing I've ever
4: heard. Totally metal.
2: <laughs> the movie is titled Metalocalypse, Army of the Doom Star, and it will be written and directed by series creator Brendan Small. Oh. Small will also star in the film, and he'll be joined by Tommy Blanca, Victor Brandt, Stephen Thundercat Bruner, King Diamond, Mark Hamill, Kirk Hammett, John Hamm, Scott Ian. John Ham. John Hamm. And- <laughs> Amy Lee, Malcolm McDowell, Julie Mills, Malcolm Lorraine McDowell, Lorraine Newman, Rhea Yarborough and Livia Zita. The story for the movie will focus on Deathlock, uh, sorry, Death Clock. Frontman Nathan Explosion as he quote "finds himself traumatized in a" brutal professional and romantic flat spin, all while he is tasked with fulfilling the prophecy and confronting the ultimate songwriting challenge to save the planet. Can Nathan Explosion look beyond this brutally damaged ego to save his band, stop the Metalocalypse, and finally face the ultimate evil Salacia?
5: They stole that plot line from Rick and Morty.
2: The new album is a companion soundtrack titled uh, "Deathel Album for... <laughs> And the Nationwide Tour is also set to kick off on August 30th, 2023. They will be touring with... Oh, okay. Kirsten's already read this one. He's getting excited for this next part. They will be touring with Japanese kawaii metal pioneers Baby Metal (laughs) for the Baby Clock Tour. We're
3: going to this. (laughs) This is happening. I've seen Death Clock twice live. Mm -hmm. You, Torgo, and I, are live.
1: I've seen Baby Metal in video. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
2: <laughs> originally larger than life metal band death clock and there are many wild adventures there it was originally the anime started in 2006 and i thought uh they then listed a series of dates uh, i thought this one stood out sunday october 8th 2023 las vegas at the at uh, the pearl theater at palms casino resort nice the,
3: for i think the first time i saw death clock That was Brendan Small, who is an amazing musician. Yeah, just his guitar skills are off the fucking chain, and it's it's really entertaining. And between uh between the the song sets, there's occasionally like a little animated thing while they're like retoning or doing whatever. So it's it's really good. The only thing I didn't like back then was that they toured with like Lamb of God or someone else, where it it was just. Garbage. And yeah, we
2: saw it was Mastodon that uh, they were touring with. That's right. It was oh. Mastodon.
3: Oh, I didn't see it with Mastodon.
2: You didn't? I know I didn't. The one that J- Jeff and I went to was with Mastodon opening. Yeah. Well, Mastodon. Was the three of of us. Well that yeah, that Mastodon I think was the yeah, the band just before him.
0: Yeah, it was you, me, and Barry, because yeah. I have a picture of the three of us somewhere <laughs> at the House of Blues. Barry,
2: ah. you've seen Mastodon. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, no, no, I've seen them twice, okay? <laughs> The first time was with a shitty band. The second time, apparently, was with Mastodon. And I just I wasn't into them back then. I guess I didn't remember it.
2: The first band was a local band, and I remember them being very bad. Yeah, they were not good. I I, parta- I so much so that I remembered some of the lyrics and me rolling my eyes because they kept referring to, in in that death speak, behind the castle walls, and it was, it was very no, bad. it was
3: it was the first. I'm remembering the first time I saw them without you guys. Uh, it, the second bit, the one of the opening bands came out. I was like, All right, this is a song about you know, such and such, or whatever. And all the songs sounded like this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, What the fuck? I can't understand this. It's not the type of metal I like. Okay, it's old all man. pops and
1: buzzes yeah. from over here. <laughs> There's nothing going on, it's all Barry. Yeah, whatever, old man. Uh huh. <sighs> okay, <sighs> <whatever>. boomer. <laughs> really, <laughs> really. <laughs>
2: So, if you like the death clock thing and are excited for a new movie and a tour, I'd say check out their website and see if that tour is coming near you. And I did think baby it's funny metal, that, and it,
0: baby metal. I've wanted to see baby metal for ages. I did think it was funny. Like the first thing is his starring Brendan Small. It's like, well, yeah, he does all the voices for all the characters. So, yeah, you can't
2: really do a metalocalypse movie without him. The Star Tours attraction at Disney theme parks is about to get an update.
5: Yeah, I read this too.
2: A lot, uh, Lucasfilm announced that uh, Star Wars Celebration that three new Star Wars locations will be added to the ride, and they will bring new stories, characters, and adventures to the experience. The plans to incorporate these new experiences in 2024. No other details as of yet. Hmm. Um,
5: so different options of places to go and end up, which means they have to program all those changes and the drops and the things into the machines which Ooh. is why it'll
2: take a while maybe they'll be
3: based on some of the new stuff like mandalore oh it's gotta or, be yeah right? it's gotta be uh yeah i
0: was gonna say it's gotta be mandalorian stuff because last time i went on it there was an additional something that i hadn't been to before and it was with one of the modern series and i'm blanking out on which one it was right well now. they
5: did uh one of the last films the planet with the white foxes or the, the yes yeah yeah, yeah things and with when the, the, salt, with the, the ships at the bottom it's like red it looks like blood yeah yeah yeah
2: i would love it if it hit a, some kind of time warp and then it went back to the clone wars era but the video graphics went to that same style that the tv show is all of a sudden so there oh. is hoping.
5: there is one where you end up in a battle with the um the trade federation and it's the ships yeah. from the but, clone wars but it is
3: but he wants the clone wars animation style. yeah oh the
5: animation oh, so you like actually go cartoon.
3: into the animation style got it yeah gotcha that could be fun otherwise i no 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 no. the vector graphics from the 1983 video game that would be uh, phenomenal
1: yes please
2: thank you uh <laughs> wow yes please do that <laughs> that's a fantastic idea
0: yeah that randomizer is really cool that they have with the yeah stars. it is it's it just and then I, supp- I supposedly it's easier to drop more scenarios in once you have the the cg animation done because you know it's it's fairly easy to program the motions once you've dropped that in and it you can still keep all the existing randomized ones
2: and you're just adding more but for my money i don't like those rides anymore i think it's a a ride style that has come and gone it was a neat gimmick for a short time but uh, i'm very aware that i'm watching a screen and i'm in a thing that's actually still just tilting really hard i'm especially
3: aware that there it's it's a ride not a not a not an experience because it's nothing like we did twenty years ago. at Star Trek: The Experience, where there's a, there's actors and there's there's any kind of suspension of disbelief whatsoever. That's the big problem I have with Star Tours, and bothers the hell out of me. There's well, you know, it, at least it, you have our uh, C3PO right there. Yeah, but you you're on this line, and then there's no story really, other than okay, I guess we're going. But you on also a trip. have to
5: remember when this ride was built; they weren't doing stories like that in attractions like they do now. Like I know. the attra- like if. Some of you listening have not still been and gone on Rise of the Resistance. And and, oh my God, that ride is amazing. Like I am not kidding. It brought tears in my eyes the first time we went on it because I was like, oh my God. We're like, we're in a freaking Star Destroyer. There's holy crap. Like it was, it's amazing. It is so immersive. And you can tell they're, they are doing much better about building in, essentially half of the ride is waiting in line still. Right, but they're building in the story into you doing that, so they're breaking yeah. it up. They're making it more interesting. Um, you don't feel like you're just waiting in line anymore, and I really appreciate how they have really started doing this with the larger attractions.
3: And the actors will be a little snarky with you if you're, you're yeah, yeah, you're their empire. The thing that that brings me out <laughs> of it is when they don't fit in their costumes or they you know that they're they would not be in that position in the empire because yeah you gotta shave that neck beard and you gotta not wear those glasses because that's taking me out of it you know um that bothers me it does i I want people's full commitment to this
5: but disney also can't you know profile that way why
3: not we did
1: well Star Trek. At the first well. at the first half. <laughs> the first yeah, half, until yeah.
3: they gave up. You
1: might have missed the the later half when we had the the sixty something ex dancer coming in. To, oh, I travel. know that one. I'm Ensign Thomas <laughs> who's the judge of these people. Yeah. Uh, I remember her actually. So
0: you're 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 still just an ensign. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason. <laughs>
1: I keep getting demoted. <laughs> I'm a late starter. I just
2: got out of the academy. I keep rolling a one and peeing my pants. <laughs> two, two steps forward, one step back. So that pulls
3: me out of it when I'm at Star Tours, but it's it's a dated ride, you know. It people is are a dated just ride. going in for it the is. ride. What and I think I mentioned this before, with the Guardians of the Galaxy ride. Um it's a good ride. I just don't understand the story at all.
5: No, no. So um, I don't think anybody, because they only have that Which ride right one, now in Mission Florida. Mission Breakout?
0: Oh, the, um, yeah, the, the, the roller coaster based one. Yeah, uh,
5: it's rough because the ride itself is moving so much. It's like a four dimensional ride. So right. the cars move while you're on the roller coaster. They're moving and doing different things and going in different directions and holy crap. And there's a reason why um, so many people when it first opened were getting motion sickness. Like, Disney, they must have changed, reduced the amount of movement because they didn't, they won't, don't really have that problem. But when they first opened, they had to add trash cans at the exit because so many people were throwing up because oh, wow. of the motion
2: sickness. Well, they had the same problem with Mission Space too with that, didn't they?
5: Um, I don't know, maybe like
2: at the f- when they first opened it when up, it was too opened. intense.
5: Yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, but this this ride, this Guardian of the Galaxy's ride, has a huge storyline that because you're on an actual fucking roller coaster and you're moving around so much, you can't, there's no way you can follow it. Like the whole time, I'm like, I want to know what's going on with the story, but I can't even, what the fuck? What am I seeing right now? I don't even know because like I'm concentrating on not like, you know, passing out because I can't breathe <laughs> because I feel like I'm being crushed against the roller coaster because it's turning and moving and yeah. So <laughs> fighting,
2: passing out. And like the beginning of it, priority. when you're
3: first getting loaded in, there's like a whole. I guess you know where there's a video explaining kind of what you're doing and you're supposed to be <laughs> in this room but this room is cavernous because it's Disney and you're just loaded in like cattle into the into the escape pods it's 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 not immersive mm-hmm. you know they didn't a, do a as good of
5: a job as Rise of the Resistance Rise of the Resistance is amazing yeah they oh set the God, bar too amazing. high
3: they set the bar real high with that and if, unless they can keep doing that well they me.
5: can um, they do have they do have Obviously, I mean, the, one of the reasons why Walt invested in Walt Disney World is he could buy the land so he could continue growing over time. And that's the problem with Disneyland is it is right in the middle of a large metropolitan area with no room for growth unless they cannibalize existing property they already own. They or, can get rid
2: of
3: Autopia because that's a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, right. But still, it,
5: the amount of property you're getting, can you build a modern day attraction in that footprint? Yeah. You know, and so they have to consider those things. So that's why a lot of these newer, more expensive things are either in areas where it used to be. So Disneyland, like Galaxy's Edge, is pretty much completely built in back, old back lot area. It was yeah. all backstage and they cannibalize a huge portion of backstage to fit it. So which means they have to then find another location somewhere else, probably off property, where they can now buy that property to use for what they were using that area for. Whereas in Florida, they don't have to do that because they have tons of fucking yeah, land everywhere. for
1: now. Yeah. Until yeah. Das
3: Florida Reich. Right. No. But what I'm saying
5: is they have the space in some of their parks to yeah. do more rides like Rise of the Resistance.
3: It's not about space.
5: It is about space. It's about
3: experience versus just a ride. That's what I'm, That's what my complaint is.
5: No, I get that. but to These two
3: fuckers are cowering. They're like,
5: Mommy Daddy going to fight.
0: <laughs> you have to have both, though. You have to have the space to build the ride and the... Space is necessary for you to develop that
3: experience.
5: Correct, but also how's the amount of people you want to have in your attraction attraction one time? Guardians of the
3: Galaxy has all the space they need in Florida, but it's it's more of a ride than an experience.
5: That's true. It's built in a big giant building, and And one building.
3: It's just a ride, not an experience. And is Cosmic Rewind
0: only in Florida, or was it?
1: It's only in Florida uh, Florida right now. Anyway, okay. I I think that the the answer for Disneyland is they just dig down.
2: There it is. Yeah. yeah. Right down into the swamp. Right
1: into the water table. Put it in. Yeah. Yeah.
5: Well, I mean, you know, they started when they built DCA, Disney California Adventure, they, it's built where the old parking lot was. And so then they ended up having to, I believe it was an old hotel they tore down and they built the parking structure and which at the time was the largest parking structure in the country um, when they first built it. And what they
3: didn't know is that hotel was built on an Indian graveyard. (laughs)
5: <laughs> mm-hmm. but they are very quickly you know they have run out of. well they don't have any more parking lot space they can give up because they need the oh. parking lot they need the parking space unless they can buy lots where they just have to bust people in well how is that going to work I don't know so like Disneyland yeah. is really, con- really confined
3: they like could turn that. Autopia into a
1: parking lot as opposed to that uh, that lucky bastard who owns that tiny hotel right across the street or something what's that oh there's tons of tiny hotels oh, yeah. right yeah. across yeah. the street they're never going to
2: sell those no. oh no
5: oh no mm-mm
2: well, I think we need to reclassify that kind of ride, right? I mean, it used to be that the, you used to have tickets. You had to get a ticket boot, Ticket, uh, ticket bundle. book. Yeah, yeah ticket yeah. book. Yeah. Whenever you went to Disney, and you tore out the ticket, and you got to ride the ride they once. They call them e-ticket rides. Right, and that's exactly it. E-ticket rides are the best rides that Disney attraction. has to offer, Correct. Right. I say that Rise of the Resistance is the first F ticket ride. Fucking amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That is the so that is the new term, F ticket ride. And there's only one, and it's Rise of the Resistance. We're waiting for the next F ticket ride. Guardians of the Galaxy is just an E ticket ride.
5: I I will tell you, um yeah. Yeah. not Mission Break it's the one at, at Disneyland in DCA where they were converted Tower mission of, Breakout. of Terror. Is it Mission Breakout? Yeah. I love that ride. It is so much more fun than Tower of Terror was because you go up and down so many more times, um, which is my favorite yeah. part of that ride. It's my favorite part of that um, ride. <laughs> Jeff,
2: Jeff's allergic to that kind of. Ride.
0: Darren he breaks out. he thinks I about don't it. like the up and down. Oh, and I love Darren it. keeps, butterflies. It's the best. Uh, Get
5: butterflies at a fucking roller coaster. It's Jeff. Best. never
2: likes the up and down.: I don't, like I don't like it. Blame and Darren him. is mm. always
0: trying to. he's like, "Come on, come There's on. Actually, it's so, not that bad. It's not that bad. And then he takes video of himself while he's on the ride. And I'm like, it looks pretty bad.
5: <laughs> it is so much fun. There's a point on uh, Thunder the, the, Mountain, actually, in Disney. Oh, this
3: goat theory. The goat.
5: No, it's not a theory. A it totally theory. works. So it's like halfway through the roller coaster when you start going back up this mountain again. And then you start curving down. And there's a goat bleeding right there on the top. And then you go down. Well, if you turn and watch the goat the whole time. As you start going down, you get severe butterflies. It's so cool. It's
3: I have so never gotten butterflies staring at lame. the goat. You're lame. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's how that
4: works.
5: You don't enjoy yourself at amusement parks. You're just not Yes, fun.
3: I do. I'm not just sitting there, arms folded, grumpy no. face. I'm going to hate this. I'm going to look at this goat. Actually, you were that way the
0: whole time we were at Universal. <laughs> oh, Orlando.
3: my God. No, probably
5: Unless because you were the lines eating or were. drinking.
3: Yes. I do like eating and drinking. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like now, you granted, do vacation with he, your stomach. He played part of that up because we were in uh Hogwarts. And yes,
5: and he was Slytherin. He was in costume. A Slytherin. So but
0: yeah. the rest of the, the tar- time, like, I don't wanna do that. I don't wanna do that. Alright, fine.
2: <laughs> as long as we get a here afterwards. Yep. <laughs> Sounds great. Right. Why does Barry give you butterflies? Write to us. Comments at gigshockpodcast dot com. Because he's so awesome.
3: Uh-huh.
2: Because <laughs> you looked at the goat. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I got nothing from that goat. <laughs> well,
1: well, there's a new t-shirt.
2: <laughs> and I want to thank our Kofi Footlong Chili Dog members, Tier 2 members, Mike M, <laughs> Monument Ninja Scoop, Heidi Johnson, David Highbrier, Scoop Bucky, Aaron Esquire, Minty Scoop, 2 is 1, and Leon Mitt. And, of course, our Tier 4 members, King Vault, Deb T, David Farrar, J.R. Conkle, and our Buckfast and the Haggis Tier 5 members, Jeff Harris, Ozzy Matt, Mad Martron, Glumly, and Atomic Gumby. Buckfast! And so a we're special drinking. thank you to our song uh, theme song creator, Sam Heffernan. The songs called "A Burning Light, find it on SoundCloud, YouTube, Spotify, and Twitch. And of course, you, dear listener, it's you that are the true gears of this machine yes. that you're grinds the buried down. Yeah, you're, you're the best around. You're the goat that we <laughs> stare at to give ourselves butterflies. <laughs> <laughs> and until next week, I am Master Torgo. Hey, it is Jeff. Commander K. Goat! And Deb. And we'll talk to you next week in Geek. Stupid <laughs> goat. You're a stupid
4: goat. You're stu- well, stupid. Well, we obviously,
2: two is not enough for a scientific grouping. So we need more people to ride that stare at the goat. No. Yes. And uh, so, yes. Jeff, I nominate you. You have an annual pass. And now you have an I excuse do.
3: to go to Disney.
2: And it's not an up and down well,
5: kind of coaster.
0: Going, it's yeah, a really easy
2: going. Aren't
5: you season. going around May the 4th?
0: I'm going on May the
5: 2nd. But so around May the 4th, so you'll be there soon.
2: So, Jeff. I will be there very. uh, I need you to ride. For science. For science. For science. For science. And I know you love science. Need you to ride Thunder Mountain and stare at the goat and find the colors of your soul. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to be a puke green.
3: (laughs) You'll see your soul all over the floor of the car. It's See, just see if if Deb's full of it or not with that goat. I'm
5: not full of it. (laughs) I'm not. Do an internet search.
3: Maybe you just have a different sense of balance or something. I don't know.
1: Oh, that's what it is. No, you (laughs) know what?
3: Actually, she's right. I think I did an internet search once, and they did mention something about a goat, but maybe it's just a cult thing. Maybe it's just a, a mass hallucination. Like the cult of Larg? No, that's not a hallucination. That's a revolution. That sandwich
0: is real. I thought that was just a fantasy. Oh,
4: that, that, that sandwich That's not is That's not the real, real thing. <laughs> <laughs>
5: no, it's a it's summoned by a dark curse on purpose because it's like a binding sandwich. It tastes so good because it's stealing your soul. You're just giving
2: Kirsten
3: <laughs> ideas. You should keep
2: doing that. <laughs> <laughs> not only that, that would not stop me from eating that sandwich. That would encourage the me. The sandwich sounded pretty good. I, I will give my soul for the perfect sandwich. Oh, yeah.
3: And it's gonna be like an Italian sub. It's gonna oh, yeah, have yeah. like the, the oil and vinegar with on the, the shredded le- lettuce, and lettuce and, yeah. with a little bit mm. of p- p- the herbs. Oh yeah, mm. gabagool. Um, Cappy. Mortadell. G- Cappy's gabagool. Mortadell. Mortadell. thought um, salami was ga- gabagol. No, so it's a, like a salami. There's it's salami. There's like different. Genoa it's salami, different. hard salami. You want to get the Genoa? It's like it's with the wine. Gabagool is uh, it's 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 not Capacola, as m- mortadella. Uh, Soprasada 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 prosciutto, Proshoot <laughs> Thin prosciutto, Paper D'Oro Paper thin I like a little little a little provolone a little provolone Oh sure You know A nice You, nice, you go uh, cheese Some pancetta Maybe A yeah. yeah. little bit
4: A little pancetta
3: Heirloom tomatoes You gotta get the dark uh, ones yeah. Ah, yeah 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 The dark heirloom
2: the tomatoes The ripe ones Maybe mm-hmm. some
5: like Really good Moderna balsamic vinegar Drizzle on top Yep
2: Yep. Yep, 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 yep. I must have rolled a one because I just peed a little. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you going to ruin my shit?